Welcome, everyone, to the Two Tongues Podcast. Consider this your invitation to join Kyle and Chris on a journey through our minds. Where we explore the questions that have fascinated us for as long as we can remember. Could anarchy actually work? Does God exist? And And just how did the cosmos get here here anyway? Let me be the Virgil to your Dante, the Sacagawea to your Lewis and Clark. Let's take the guided tour through the dark chambers of our unconscious, seeking answers to the most important and unsettled questions of our shared existence. Ready or not, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Quit it. Knock it off, Kyle. (laughs) Sorry. Welcome back, everyone, to the Two Tongues Podcast. Podcast where we talk about... Tongues. (laughs) And buttholes. Whoa. (laughs) So I don't know if you guys noticed, but we have a guest on the podcast on a very auspicious episode of the podcast. My wife. Howdy. Special guest for a special episode. (laughs) Not special like that, either. Why is it special, Kyle? Um, not, like I said, not for short bus reasons. Special because of, uh, because it's your wife. It, well, yeah, but why is she oh, here today? Oh, why is the today? episode Damn it, Kyle. Why is it? What are we doing? What are we doing here now? The Two Tongues Podcast. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, it's the anniversary. That's right. Everyone, the last one, not is, the anniversary, the preversary. It is. It's it is the, 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 the week before the anniversary, I yeah, guess. So what are you guys doing for the anniversary? You guys can have a romantic candlelit dinner here. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make everyone listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> hear a lot of smacking just, just and nice. stuff that sounds like balls. That's them. Oh, man. Just chewing and slurping oh. yeah. and bubbling. There you go. We'll start now. So, so yeah, everyone. This is the this is the last episode of season one. Uh, our first episode in February will be season two. And you guys are going to have to start paying for it. So <laughs> hope you're ready for that. No, no. Come on, man. We got to start making some money on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you can send checks made payable to... No. No, never mind. <laughs> All right, so so I, I was thinking about what we could do today to make it special to try to celebrate. I had this conversation with my wife. I, I mentioned this... Uh, on the podcast, Jessica doesn't know because she doesn't listen to it. But uh, I, I, uh, I did bring this up. We had this talk about holidays and ha- and special occasions and how they're completely arbitrary, but they're also very important. And um, I'll tell you, man. Yesterday, I was home alone for like four hours. Not alone. I was home alone with the girls for like for like four hours. And I got kind of depressed towards the end of the day. And I think it's because I didn't have anything to look forward to. And that's the point that Jessica tried to make when I was when I was giving her shit about holidays being arbitrary, especially things like Valentine's Day, which is coming up, by the way. Um, so anyway, I was trying to think about how to make this a celebration, because it's important, man. This is a year of doing a podcast, Yeah, two episodes a week for a year. It's not nothing, man. True. There's a lot of work that went into it. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun, too. <coughs> yeah, I a mean... A lot of time. <laughs> just, the, just the podcasting hours. I wonder how many hours of podcasts we've done so far. I'll start... Keeping track for You're season gonna, two. You got a clicker. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> billable mom hours. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But that's also the truth because when I were down here doing this, Jessica's upstairs with the kids, and that's not that's not easy all by yourself. That's for sure. A couple of little hellions you guys got. Well, and it's Sweeties. the weekend. You know, mm. I, this is when I can do all the choring and oh. such. All the choring and such. It's hard to do with the monster and beautiful babies. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, I try to make this special. I lit a bunch of candles in the podcast <laughs> studio. The ambiance is For gone. warmth. I had to. <laughs> it is kind of for warmth, but it's also for ambiance. And, uh, um, and when Kyle got here today, I, was, I said... Happy anniversary. Yep. Happy. Preversary. Podiversary. Podcast preversary. Mm. Sounds dirty. It does. Mm. So I think that's a category on Pornhub. <laughs> it's definitely a niche. <laughs> Speaking of dirty, <laughs> never mind. I haven't, I haven't showered today. today. Yeah, we'll that's just... what we were talking about. <laughs> dirty Kyle. It's funny cause, um, because I didn't think I was going to get a shower in this morning, and I was looking pretty rough. My hair was askew. I smelled, I smelled like I was out all night. I was wearing my jam jams. No underwear, by the way. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I wink, <do>. wink. <laughs> um, anyway, and like Kyle, Kyle, you get up, you get dressed like a job. You, you drive here. And by the way, it's been snowing oh. the, the three weeks in a row when you came. Uh, yeah, I know. It's bullshit. <laughs> this, isn't the, this isn't the worst one, but yeah, just a coincidence. Anyway, Kyle gets ready. Gets dressed, comes here. Uh, not really. There's not a whole lot of getting ready. Oh, he totally involved. put some moisturizer on this morning. You yeah, got a little yeah. glow to you today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might have even brushed your teeth. Uh, I don't know. Did I? <laughs> also, for the audience's sake, Kyle's got a hood on, so you can't see his hair. His headphones are over top of his hoodie, like a, like a schlemiel. He looks like, like a schlemiel. Like yeah, he I told you. I was going to beatbox you in, but you... Put the kibosh on that. Yeah. The fucking fun police over God here. Damn right. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> Go home. Oh man. So this is what I wanted to do, man. I wanted to ask. I asked Jessica, but she's only listened to one episode. I think. I think I've listened to two. I want to ask two questions to everybody who we have on the podcast today, and I'm hoping we can call and get some of our peeps on here. Yeah. Uh, that we've had over this past year. The questions are. Are there any memorable things that stand out about the podcast up till now? Anything just happened to remember? Also, fails. I want to ask you about what you think the most cringeworthy moments of the podcast are. Okay. Name dropping. Oh, shit. So one of the people supposed to be on the podcast just texted me, bro, hate to flake on you, but I got a crazy headache. Oh, Bitch, that's Josh. I have a headache, too. Hold on. I'm going to text him back. Life is a headache, motherfucker. <laughs> Life is a Life is suffering. Call in. Headache. Mother. Little bitch. Fucker. All right, let's see how he responds to that. He won't. Well, just so he knows, this is on the. This is being documented. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is. Hey, Josh. I know you're going to hear it tomorrow. You're going to be listening back to this. Life is a headache, motherfucker. Uh, life is a game that no one wins. What's that? You, you, any uh, idea? Is an ICP song? Nope. Insane Clown Posse? No. Nope. But he, he well, thought NSYNC. so. <laughs> the Insane Clown Posse. There you go. That well, would be a nice a, mashup. What a, oh, shit. Somebody in the internet verse, get on that. Imagine <laughs> Timberlake with the Juggalo makeup on. Oh, I could see that. That'd be cool. I mean, you he, know, Timberlake. Or, or ICP sings Dick in a Box. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Josh said, maybe if we can keep my part short. Aww. All right. Uh... All right, well, we'll see. We shall see. 
So, uh, what, what were we talking about? I said fails. What? Yeah, fails. Anything that stands out as cringeworthy that you just you can remember, mm. or anything that is memorable about the last year. I remember the one I listened to use first and last names of people, and I just I felt my butthole get real tight. Mm. That's hot. <laughs> Got your nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an inside joke. Not really. There was a thing on Twitter I saw. Somebody posted a picture of um, Victoria Beckham in this beautiful gown. I like, don't know who that no, is. That was a different one. Spice Girl. Oh. That, that's the dinner. What do you want for dinner? The got your nose. Oh, wait, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Thanks for <coughs> correcting me, babe. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was just a, somebody somebody tweeted this thing and it said... Uh, Oh, God, this is graphic for the... Whatever. Fuck it. Catch your nose. That, this is um, an adult podcast. So, it, basically, the gist, the gist goes, woman is, is woman's getting eaten out from behind by her man. Rock and, on. And his nose touches her on the bum hole. Uh-huh. And so she claps down on it and says, Got your nose. <laughs> that's, funny. that's a pretty funny visual. So, got your nose is a lot funnier now these days. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Would you freak out? Would you freak out in that situation? Or would you just lean into it? I think that if somebody had a dexterous enough butthole to be able to grab my cheeks, nose. Though, with like it, with the cheeks, just. just yeah, no, I, would, I wouldn't. That would be concerning, I think. That would be cause for concern. You might suffocate. It's dangerous. Oh, yeah. no, look, no bitch is going to suffocate me with her ass, all right? It's not going to happen. <laughs> so, it's a good way to go out. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the ass, I guess. Maybe Let's see that obit. Maybe no bitch would, but, uh, but Vader might. Shout out to Matthew. Shout out to Matthew. Vader. Big Van Vader. You remember when Vader was on... Uh... It's a reference that nobody's going to get except Matt, probably. No, I didn't get it. Uh, oh, you didn't get it? Uh-uh. Big, big what, Vader? Oh, Vader. The, it's the, the Big Van guy? Vader is oh, the same Van reference Vader. as yeah, you. Yeah, the yeah. Okay, fuck you. All right, so... <laughs> I, I go Darth Vader. I'm like, who? Yeah, that's I'm what so I thought, confused. too. Right, hold first. on, hold on. We got Google here. And you this said Matthew, and I knew what you meant. This isn't but... the Joe Rogan podcast, but we can show Jessica Vader. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Brian Redband, Jamie, whichever. Old Christopher. Pull it up. Vader. Big, big Van Vader. There he is. Hold on. Uh, big Van Vader. Do you remember this wrestler here, Jessica? Mm. Do you remember I, this wrestler? I do not, but I know what I'm gonna be for Halloween this year. You know what though? I think I'm I think I'm confusing Vader with the big s- Samoan or the big uh, the guy Yoko that did Zuna. He, put his, he put his ass in your face. That oh, was his move. Rikishi. Oh. Rikishi. Let's look yeah. at him. Rafiki. R i k i. That's the joke I was trying to make. Matt is fuming right now. He's like Vader. <laughs> He's gonna have words about this. I think Vader did this thing where he would like grab. He would put you underneath the turnbuckle, kind of like that. But yep. then he would drop his, there it on is. your chest. Oh, and I remember crush this you. guy. Oh uh, yeah, Rikishi. That got some cultural appropriation right there. Yep. Oh no, he's Samoan, so it's you can't you can't appropriate your own culture. I don't think. Yeah, I guess you could say that Vince is appropriating Samoan culture. Do do either of you remember Vader's role on Boy Meets World? Yeah, I do. Isn't he like? Bob Golick yeah, was in Saved by the rem- Bell. I do remember it. You guys remember the college years? Yeah. <laughs> he played for the Browns. Go Doug Browns. Vander. Uh, Vander. Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. I, I thought that was the coolest part. I'm like, this college year stuff sucks, but this is a Browns player. Um, The college years of Boy Meets World? No, of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Saved by the Bell. Yeah. They, you know, they both had yeah, I know. Years. They tried to, you know, make it keep going. 
All right, guys. So I, I pulled like up. I pulled up a picture of Boy Meets World, and it is yeah. the who's who of motherfuckers from the nineties. I was to, gonna say that he was Ethan Suppley's dad. Yep, Ethan Suppley in the back, baby faced <laughs> Ethan Suppley, Vader time, beautiful Topanga, Topanga, oh. curly headed fuck, the original curly headed fuck. Oh, so you know what's funny? I always want to call him Ethan Tremblay. Remember that due date? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ethan, <laughs> Ethan Tremblay. <laughs> so that's what I. Oh, it's Ethan Tremblay. No. Um, it's not that all right, you guys, listen. I feel like we're talking too much about wrestling without calling Matt. Yeah, give him a, a buzz. Let's see if we can get... Ethan Suppley is... Uh, he he doesn't look like that anymore. Have you no. guys seen that guy? Yeah. He's, he's on uh, he's the ranch. Shape. He's a handsome motherfucker now. Yeah, he's he's like fighting shape, right? He's Yeah, I mean, he's a big, like, muscly guy now. Good for him. All right, let's see if we can get Matthew on the two tongues. Oh wait! Did it? Hold on! It's not Bluetoothing. Hold no, on! It's not Bluetoothing. Technical difficulties. Um, What's wrong, young how Jamie? How do you say two tongues in Spanish? Dos lenguas. That's languages, isn't it? No, lingua's tongue. No? Yeah. Oh yeah, lingua sandwich. Remember when yeah. we got those uh, tongue tacos in Las Vegas? Tongue tacos. They were delicious. Oh yeah, like, it was a beef I think. No, 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 no. I think Don't it was do pork. Don't do that. Yeah. I don't know. It was like this. On the wall off the strip. I'm like, let's get some tacos. Do you ever? Their best tacos I've ever had. Did you ever play Tecmo Super Bowl? Yes. There's a game on the iPhone called Retro Super Bowl, and it's super. Fu- I don't <laughs> like football. I'm not a football fan, but this game's super fun. Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking. It was about. I'm just like obsessed with it right now. <laughs> hey, <laughs> say what's on your mind, Kyle. Do you think Matt's awake at 9:30? Let's give Let's give him a call. He's got a kid. He's probably not. <clears throat> silence what's his voicemail like we're about to find out please leave your message for six one four three oh boy thank you thank you all right so matthew matthew didn't matthew didn't set up his uh voicemail nor did he answer the phone so we're going to talk about wrestling and we're going to get all the details wrong uh, we're going to get them real riled so up i'll do all the wrestling I mean, talk then. so far i've kept us on track so yeah. I mean, you you forget that I know quite a bit about wrestling. Yeah. Too, so I, you know why I forget about that? I'll, I'll school you. Because it's embarrassing. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, I, I still love. I mean, I don't watch wrestling anymore, but I still do love wrestling. It's real. It's it's still real to me. Um. Yeah. Now fuck you, man. Fuck you and your wrestling hate. Always spewing wrestling hate on here. You're like Joe Rogan. Mm. Joe mm. Rogan hates wrestling too. My boy Tony Hinchcliffe, another Ohio <laughs> yeah. boy. It's an Ohio thing, loving yeah. the fake wrestling. Yeah, you got to be retarded <laughs> enough to live in Ohio yeah. to like wrestling. <laughs> there you go. That reminds me of the... Solved it. <laughs> Solved Ohio. You ever, you ever see those uh, those pictures, those like on Twitter or whatever? It'll just be a picture of some rednecks or something. It'll just, see, it'll just say like, you know, what city are they from or what's, mm-hmm. what state are they from? And people will just put the, the, the most white trashy cities that they know of in there. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we would put like Illyria. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh. Why does that exist? I don't know. It's gross. It is a gross. Every time I, mean, I talk to somebody, it's just like really Illyria. Yuck. There's some nice. There's some nice areas out there too, but there's definitely some shithole. Not by the downtown. Sorry to di- sorry to disparage Illyria. Um, are you guys? I want. I asked a question and you. Everybody ignored me. About cringeworthy moments on the on the podcast. Were you I asking answered? us, or were you? I was asking. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we were asking that to the. Well, we were going to, but all the fucking guests yeah, failed. The peeps are not not answering. I the answered phones. the question. Yes, you did. Yeah. 
Um, credit where credit's due, sir. Here's mine. Hello, and welcome to the Two Tongues podcast. Uh, my name is Kyle. And I'm Chris. And we are getting ready to do a second take on our first episode. Let's you got it. <laughs> we, uh, we had a little bit of an accident last week. Uh, I always hear people on podcasts talking about how they started recording one, and they're like, oh, no, I didn't get it. It didn't record. All right, so there's no intro at all. We jump right into it. I like there's, it. It's filled with ums and uh, all that stuff. And um. And uh, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, it gets worse, but... No, let's not listen that's to that a little ta- That's a little taste of episode one of the Two Tongues podcast. I, does it get worse? I don't know. I no, it gets better. It actually it gets a little worse, then it gets better. Yeah. What episode did you listen to, baby? Do you remember? Oh, you had somebody on. I think maybe it was the one with Sam. Oh, with Sam. We should have Sam back on. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And then uh, maybe one with Matt. But whatever one it was, you were using first and last names, and it was... Well, that <laughs> would have been the one with Matt. <laughs> that would have been the one with Matt. True. Um, all right, so we talked about Saved by the Bell, the college years. Mm-hmm. We talked about Boy Meets World. What else we got? What else do we got? Um, let's do a natural progression of thought from from those topics. What would that lead us to talk about? Zach Morris. I never. I was. I think we talked about this. I was not a Saved by the Bell guy. I don't know any of. I don't really get any of the references. I mean, I watched it. It's just been so long. I. I just. Haven't refreshed. Yeah, I was definitely more of a Boy Meets World fella. I know uh, my best friend's like the biggest Boy Meets World fan, and I you know, just doesn't do me. I try to watch yeah. the new one, The Girl Meets World. Oh, I, mean, yeah. it's lame. I am in my thirties and trying to watch a child show. And yeah. uh, Fine, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fine. Corey liked uh, Boy Meets World a lot more than I did. I, I kind of feel the same way that you do. It's like it's good. Yeah, I mean, it it's good. good. I'll watch it, but you know, I'm not like. Making time out of my day to watch it. Have a thing for Topanga when I was young. Who didn't, man? I mean, yeah, I think that was like a pretty universal thing. She's a unique looking broad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's likable. Like Her a... character had a lot to do with it, I think. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's very, true. She was very likable. Um, so I actually... Full House? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was yeah, when I watched the most. When you, when you go Isn't back... That... Go ahead. When you go back and watch Full House or Boy Meets World or, or you know, whatever... What I like so much about it, it's not that they hold up. It's not that they hold up. It's like the watching TV in a time machine. Yeah, yeah, it's like you. It's like not only what this is what it was like back then, but also this is like the, you know, the setup. what it was really like. Mm-hmm. And it's not like TV. Yeah. But it's like this is how they wanted you to think it was. Yeah, they're all staged the same. The episodes all start and end the same. You know, there's a... Oh, here's the the scary part, the the moral of the story, and this is yep. how it all works out. It, I, I wonder how, like, if you go, if we should ask. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm. Date, I guess the structure them, <laughs> structure of the episodes are all the same, it, like all the sitcoms. I want to know if if Andy Griffith show, mm-hmm. if that's how it, it really was back then. You know, it's like the sheriff who's like buddy buddy with everybody and taking taking his son fishing. You got to call somebody a little bit older in on this one. But but I want but that's what that's what I mean. It's like if you go back and watch Boy Meets World. First of all, Mr. Belding, the principal in Saved by the Bell, Mr. Belding. Yeah, no, that there's never really ever been a principal like that. He's like, what was he like? I he was don't like, know. oh, he doesn't know. He was like chummy with everybody, yeah. and uh, they'd see him outside of school all the time. Like he was the main character. Like, yeah, okay. getting called to the principal's office as much like as those cool. kids did. Like that's like no, that's uh. It's bad for business. Like, these yeah. kids should be expelled. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's unrealistic. 
Yeah, Preppy. I was down in the principal's office a lot, and my my principal, my vice principal, was. Um, I mean, he wasn't like buddies with me, but he was cool. He like <laughs> he knew that I wasn't like that bad of a kid. Like I got sent down to the office a lot, but like there were a lot worse kids than me. So he just didn't fuck with me that bad. What the fuck? Ooh, are we Kelly Kapowski. Here? Kelly Kapowski. Um, so this is a side by side of Saved by the Bells. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Tiffany Amber Thiessen and uh, Boy, Boy like Meets that World. On the show? I don't no, think so. But here's another. The... That's that's look how look how they sexualize that They're, teenager. Holy yeah, crap! She's very scantily clad. That's why I was caught off guard. Oh, here there. we go. Amy Jo Johnson. Anybody remember Amy Jo? What the was Pink she? Ranger. The oh. Pink Ranger. Mm. That was one I never got into either. I was not a Power Rangers kid. Yeah, here's thought a, it was dumb. Here's a more recent, <laughs> more recent picture of uh, Topanga. Boobs, boobs, and more boobs. I didn't know she was in Maxim. Still holds up. Yeah. Do you remember when Maxim magazine was like a thing? Oh like, yeah. You just like. I looked at a lot of Maxims. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Kyle. We'll just put it that way. You remember how Maxim success? It launched. FHM magazine and like all it was oh, like yeah. a, it was like a series of those magazines I that came out. FHM too. FHM was maybe a little bit better than Maxim. Yeah, as look, far as like the chicks go, you know, it was like more uh, in your face. <laughs> so speaking of uh, it's like Bop for teenage boys. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of Bop, thanks for bringing that up. That's a good segue. Uh, my sister used to have posters from Bop, like lots of teenagers did. Mm-hmm. Lots of girl teenagers, I should say. Um, She's not the only one. I'm sure. And uh, who was on your wall? Was it a it was Nick a, Carter? Nick Carter for and sure. And Corn. <laughs> nice. Which one and of the guys? One eighty two. Which one of the guys from Corn did you like? Uh, what was his name? He was the bass player. Fieldy. Yes. Mm. No. Fieldy's definitely the, the bass player. The one with player. the dreads, not the one with the weird like ICP hair. I don't know. I don't know. The, no, I'll, it is Fieldy. Head was the one with the weird hair. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the one I liked. Well, in my in my sister's room, it was uh, it was largely well, you know, it was like a lot of the boy bands back then, but it was Hanson also a lot of Hanson back oh, in the yeah. day. I bring that up because uh, they're coming they're coming to town in August. Are you going to see them? Me and my sister are going to go see. Oh, Hanson. Are you really? Oh yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I got the tickets. I almost threw that out there as like an aspersion, you know, like as a diss. It's like you gonna oh you gonna go see him? And you're like yes, actually, yeah. <laughs> actually he is. I was invited today. Kindly, uh, declined yeah. the offer. She. Kindly. I tell him about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make fun of me because I'm the one going to see Hanson. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if I was a kid, that might work on me. Dude, but I'm I bet a, you they rock now. I haven't, li- I haven't heard them in a long time, but I want to tell you, Are you play they some? dropped an album um, years ago, af- way after their prime. Uh, and they had a, prime. They had, they had a uh, hit called Penny and Me. Oh, and I yeah. liked it. Penny? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Penny. Song. Penny. Penny and me. Uh, so anyway, I wasn't expecting Jess to be on here, but my brother always says that she it would be fun to have her on because she would say stuff that you and I won't say, and you know, proof is in the pudding because that's what's happening. Uh, but I didn't expect her to be here. I did want to say something that she quoted. She quoted. I want to quote her. The, mm. the other day we were shopping, and we were in your neck of the woods, oh, yeah. which is a, a little bit more of a well-to-do. Well, I don't know if you'd say, but anyway, it's, it's a lot of rich people there, and commercial, and because of that. There's a lot of more, a lot more liberals there. It seems to be, and so when I, when, so when I, when I go around in my community here, I see about thirty percent of the people wearing masks. When I went to your neck of the woods, ninety percent of the people were, were wearing masks, and I'm look, I'm looking around at these people, thinking, 
what are you doing at this point? What are you doing? You were in like the outdoor shopping area yes. of my, and, my with, town. And, and the grocery and the uh, okay. bedding section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Hold on. Yeah, let me get to the punchline of this joke. All right. oh, and, all right. and then so at one point Jessica looks at me and she says, you ever just want to bat these people? <laughs> yeah. And the answer is yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It is disappointing. It's like, if they worked, we wouldn't still be in this. It's a good point. Especially, oh, you're wearing a JoJo Siwa polyester mask? (laughs) What's that doing? You just look like an idiot. Who's that one lady who's super hot but also super dumb actress? (laughs) Lots of them. Yeah, I guess I'm not not (laughs) narrowing down the field that much here. Does she Um, have hair? Alyssa Milano. Oh, yes. Um, I remember she posted this photo early on in the pandemic of herself wearing a homemade crocheted mask like giant <laughs> holes in the fucking thing oh, God. and she's like posting it like uh, like literally like i'm doing something for humanity saving the world and you're fucking... harming me oh my god she, she did do something for humanity she did yeah when Oops. she when she wore um low-cut tops on charmed for like 20 seasons she's a special lady i mean that's how they wrangled in some male viewers I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you watched Charmed. <laughs> I didn't watch Charmed, actually. I've seen lots of episodes of Charmed, man. Yeah. Yep. What are your thoughts on Shannon Doherty? I love 902 and That's another show from the 90s. Yeah. Didn't watch that That was either. my favorite. Didn't watch yeah. it either. I love Shannon Doherty, but it's because she goes way back to Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah. Remember Mallrats? She was in Mallrats. Yeah, yeah. yeah, buddy. Good stuff. And Matt, you could be joining this conversation if you had answered your phone. We, we get it done so early anymore that, like, you know... I don't even know if my my family's going to be done with church. Oh, yeah. Carpe diem, guys. Let's use that day. <laughs> well, I wanted to try to make this as easy on the wife as possible, so I thought doing it early would help. I don't know if that's... It does. We it should, does. Okay. We should put a call into Daniel Torridan. Just give him a, give him a <laughs> ring. random. What time is it over there? It's, uh, let's see, it's 10, so oh, it's... Oh, so it's like lunchtime. Yeah, it's like four hours later, right? Oh. So I, I don't know anything. I don't know where Daniel lives, and I don't know anything about like geography in he's, the in the he's United more States. Careful about giving out information. <laughs> than we are. Uh, yet alone in the UK. But the the guy that wrote that book uh, that I am going to talk about here soon about psychedelics and consciousness. Um, yeah. he, he's doing a, a speech um, at some bar called the Jelly Room in Bristol. And I'm like, I don't know where Bristol is, but it's probably like a couple minutes from Daniel. So I sent, I sent, I sent him, a, I sent him a on Twitter. I'm like, I was like, I don't know if this is uh, nearby or not. I was like, but I'm sure it'll be worth the trip. No pun intended. Um, I don't know where Bristol is. I was just trying to, I, don't, I mean, my UK geography is not exactly like top notch. Yeah. No. I know where London is, like roundabout. Yeah, yeah. My, my UK geography, I'll tell you what, man. I remember, like, this is what I remember um, from, from like, those Viking shows. Mm. It's like um, Wessex, Wessex, Essex, yeah. North, Northumbria, yeah, Mercia. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. you where, like, the old kingdoms are better than, like, the new states for sure. Uh, she just kept them. Yeah. A, a lot of them. Uh, you guys watch that show, The Last Kingdom? Oh, just Negative. a couple of episodes, but it was a long time ago. Like, a lot of... Um, a lot of the places, you know, used to be called different things, but now they're called, you know, the the words develop. Yeah. Uh, like one place they used to call it Bebenberg, now it's called Bamberg. Mm. You know, okay. There's reasons for it, you know. It's like last names changing yeah, exactly. over time and from different dialects and everything. Yeah. 
Yeah. That old English, it's got a bunch of like extra consonants and shit, you know, so. Sure does. Words are very, uh. Wordy. You ever, you ever, tend to, you ever hear somebody do the, the Lord's Prayer in the old, in the old English? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and if you go back to like the high German version, you can hear, you can hear similarities between the high German and the old English. Oh, yeah. And if you listen to the old English, you can pick up words. Oh, yeah. But it's like, it's like another language, man. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, man. Why are you laughing at that, Jessica? High German. <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple of high Germans. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just one in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what, were, what was I saying? Or what were you saying? About the Lord's Prayer. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I I like listening to that. I think it's cool as hell. It, uh, the, you know, that whole developmental language thing is obviously super interesting. That's like one of the only, you know, people talk about science a lot and they have this faith in science that they have no, you know, they really have no understanding of. But that like um, the science of how language develops, you can like see that, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, you can look at a bunch of languages that are related to each other. And once somebody explains to you like co- what a cognate is and how, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it's like my favorite branch of science, maybe. So my, my favorite, I don't, this is not a cognate, um, but it's going to sound like it is. My favorite one is, uh, we, we may have talked about this in Portuguese, obrigado. And in Japanese, arigato. Oh yeah. That is fucking mind blowing yes. that those, that those languages that aren't related at all would have that word that sounds so similar. That's, that is a fucking amazing. Somebody's got to explain it. It's the same word though, right? Yeah. It means thank, thank you, right? You. Yeah. There's gotta be something to that. Pangea stuff or, it's gotta I be mean, some... Japan's an island. I mean, is that Japanese language, the, the native language or is it something else? Because the native Japanese people aren't what you think a Japanese per- person looks like. Oh, yeah, she's talking about the Anyu. Listen, man. Those are the, uh, the ones that, like, look white. They look, they look white-ish, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the thing about the Japanese that's so interesting, the language, is that it's, it's not related to... People say that it came from, like, Korea, and it's got influences from Chinese, but the linguists have no idea how, how Japanese developed. It's not really related to any of the other languages in, in Asia. Not the way romance languages are tied together. It's a mystery, man. And the people who lived, to Jessica's point, the people who lived on the island of Japan before Asian people showed up there, and if you didn't know that, fuck, that's a thing. There were people there before Asian people showed up there, and they still live there on reservations like Native Americans in the United States and Canada. They're called Anyu, and they have lighter-complected skin, and they have tons of body hair, big beards, hairy chests, and the Japanese do not. Uh, so I have no idea what the Anyu language is. I think it might be related to Siberian, like languages up in Siberia. Still yeah. doesn't make any sense why that would tie together. It's nowhere near. Well, yeah, Siberia goes all the way to... to yeah, but it's north. It's north, yeah, it's super north. I don't know. Islands don't know. are weird. Islands are very strange. Like Polynesian, strange. like that whole culture is so different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some interesting shit about that that I saw on Ancient Aliens. <laughs> what did George, you have to say about it? Well, there's like um, there's a uh, Rapa Nui, which is Easter Island, and then there's another island that's like a thousand miles away, but it's still super remote, and it, the Polynesian people live live there. And those Rapa Nui that are like that are like up on this platform, the statues, they're facing out in the direction of that other island, and they have they and they have other uh, there's 
legends that connect these two islands, but it goes so far back in time that there's no connection really between the between the people there. Islands are weird, man. Yeah. Like island dwarfism. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got you got elephants like the size of a big dog that live on these islands. That's fucking nuts, man. I would love one. <laughs> Can we get one? Get rid of the dogs. Oh, I gotta look it up. Dwarf. Where to buy? <laughs> Dwarf elephant. Well, you know when Tiger King came out, could you believe you could get a tiger for two thousand dollars? Why? You know. I can afford a tiger right now. I can go buy a fucking tiger. Look at this. You could look at this. I need it. Make it happen. You could still ride that, probably. Yeah. Kids would love it. Mm, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm suspect. What is this? Look at the tusks on that thing. I don't want that thing kicking around like goddamn. This is the weird thing about islands, man. Mammals stuck on little islands get small, and lizards get big. Mm. You know, like the Komodo dragons, oh, like yeah? 10 feet long, you know? Like Madagascar? The island of Komodo. It's oh. called Komodo Island. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm great at geography. <laughs> Do you know... So when the Vikings started sailing around, they found the Faroe Islands, which are islands just north of Scotland. Okay. Um, and they found these Christian priests who were living on the island um, because it was the closest thing that they could find to a desert because they were trying to, like, reenact God, you know, Jesus Ooh. going out into the Ooh. desert. Wow. It's, it's I, crazy. I seem to remember watching something where they there's like these cloisters that they built. Like I think they might have been caves or something mm-hmm. that they built in this really um, hard to get spot of the Faroe Islands. And the far far north, facing facing the ocean, where like the winds are whipping by and it's super cold and like uh, um, sounds right. Yeah, and and they live there on purpose because some kind of. Uh What's the word? Self-flagellation comes to mind. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, Jess, do you ever you ever see um, Monty Python? Any of the Monty Python movies? No, I, I no? watched the beginning of one once. I just I never got into it. Like, like Holy Grail or nothing like that. Wow. I don't know why. The British humor, the dry. Yeah, it, it, it's not for me. Oh man. <laughs> Maybe so I'll give funny. it a try later. Maybe we watch it tonight, and we can try to watch Dune yeah, for the thousandth yeah. time. Oh. You know what I watched? I think you told me you watched this uh, because Matt recommended it. The Lighthouse, or did is, is that not the one you? It was watched? Mother. Right? Well, it was Mother. Mother. It might have, that's the, light, right. the Lighthouse might have been one Matt recommended. It is, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. As I watched it, and holy shit, that movie's good. Is it a horror? Yeah, but it's not like any horror movie you've ever seen. It's um, I got I got to remember to watch it, man. It's fucking good. You guys should I'm watch in. it. It's weird. It's I have a weird tattoo of the Lighthouse, so I won't forget. It's good. Jessica and I were talking about, listen to this, man. This is, um, this is a unique set of problems, and I'm going to explain to you. Okay. When you're old enough to have tons of responsibility and no free time, but young enough to where getting a tattoo still seems like a good idea, Jessica and I are like, man, we'd like to get another tattoo. How are we going to do this? I'm thinking about it too, actually. Oh, yeah? Go ahead, though. I'm sorry. So let's, let's take a day off work. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a sick day. We're gonna schedule this thing out. That's how we have to do it because we literally can't make time to sit there for whatever amount yeah. of time. I mean, it, getting a small one, but I I don't want a small one. I've yeah. got a couple small ones. I want a real tattoo. I want to well, you know. In that case, it, you would kind of have to do that anyways. You can't like walk into a tattoo shop and be like, "Give me this large piece right now." Well, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But I couldn't do that on a work day on, during the week unless sure. I unless I took PTO, and I couldn't do it on the weekend. Without getting a babysitter, you know, it's like yeah, you guys are uh, you're you're in the thick of it, as they say, middle class, middle age problems, man. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I have been thinking about getting another tattoo, and that's crazy for me because I don't, I don't like believe in tattoos anymore. So of of what? The Deathly Hollows, man. That's <laughs> I want to get it. The, the, the triangle with the circle and the stick. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I think I'm going to. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe like just no nothing big, just like maybe right here on my cheek. Oh, or something. Like, <laughs> like a teardrop tattoo. Like I'm in the Harry. What what is the prison in Harry Potter? Azkaban. Azkaban. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's your go. Azkaban tattoo. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, you should get the Deathly Hollows, but for the death stick part, you should do the um, your death stick. You should do that the, the Viking Bluetooth X on it. Ooh. Then you make it your own. Yeah, maybe. Make it a K for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think I'm gonna get it on my face though. <laughs> Dude, I did not think that face tattoos. Like, you know, you remember when rappers first started, like, getting them? They first started popping up. I remember thinking, that dude's going to regret that. They look like doodle bears. I don't think they are, though. I think that I think that face tattoos are in. I think face tattoos are officially cool and part of culture now. Yeah, yeah and, part of, and part of culture, but you're right, and part of culture. But the, that, but the like thing is... Like a big part. It's pop culture. Right, but the thing is, that changes, and it's going to go, just, and it's going to be like your tribal, like my brother's tribal tattoo on his arm from, <laughs> from 1998. It's fucking gay. Hey. Even that slur is from 1998. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I don't know. I, I mean, I think that uh, maybe it'll change, but maybe it'll change to where, like, getting more tattoos on yeah. your face. You know? <laughs> like, it's like the normal. Like, everybody looks like Post Malone. Speaking, yeah. of the, speaking of the Polynesians, look at that, because they do crazy face tattoos. Oh, their tattoos are amazing. I'd love to get something like that. On your face? No, just a traditional Polynesian-style tattoo. I think it's cultural appropriation. Look at this dude, man. Look at this guy. Holy shit. <laughs> Do you want to explain so what you're excited. looking at? Yeah, this guy this has got not... he's got the traditional Polynesian uh, geometric patterns like you would see on somebody's arm or leg, like the rock has, let's say, like on his chest. Mm-hmm. But it's on his entire face, and it makes him look like one of those... Um, Polynesian you, you dragons? You know those, those Japanese uh, theater masks? You know, like mm-hmm. uh, they paint, they're painted just like that. That's what it reminds me of. Look at this guy. Holy crap. That's half his face. He's like Mike Tyson, but better. I don't know how much evidence there is for it. Um, but, you know, in a lot of these Viking TV shows, you'll see guys like Vikings with face tattoos. Yeah. Um, so that's... there's probably some kind of evidence for it. But um, it reminds me of that. Uh, which I actually think is kind of cool. I mean, I think they do it to make them seem more badass. Oh, for sure. I think I don't know any. Is there's proof of any Scandinavian tattoos? I don't back know. in like the 1300s. I think it's just a theatrical thing to make them seem more badass. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which is supposedly cool. not against it. I, I've heard people talk about how this is maybe not true, but I heard that Germanic people also used to file their teeth into points for that for that oh, purpose. Yeah. Ouch. Which is fucking crazy. That's like really committed to trying to look badass. So there are accounts of Rome encountering barbarians, you know, mm-hmm. and they and they'll describe. Because imagine, imagine if you came from Rome and you marched north and you took over people after people after people, and you saw what all what they looked like, different kinds of people, you know, mm-hmm. darker skinned, lighter skinned, whatever. And then you get to a certain point where it's like the whitest people you ever saw with fiery red hair and you've never seen that before and they're running at you with battle axes and they're high out of, the, out of their mind and they're, and they're like much bigger than you. than you oh yeah, yeah dude yeah. that's like Dragos versus uh, Stallone and in, in, in Rocky uh, th- th- three, four, four, Rocky 4 yeah yeah I uh let's look it up <laughs> <laughs> alright guys I'm gonna check out here alright alright love you babe thanks no, for joining no problem do I have to turn this off no just go away love you
Bring us, bring us snacks. <laughs> Mom, Ma- meatloaf. Meatloaf. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I am gonna get a face tattoo. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm hope, leaning towards it. I hope you're. I hope you're joking. Man. <laughs> so, well, you know what? While we're talking about tattoos, did you ever see the? Um, you ever see the Otzi tattoos? The the Iceman. Yes. You, yes. You, yeah. Okay. That, yeah. That's cool. Like, there's all there's theories that I heard about them. Like, uh, they corresponded to like pressure points and stuff. And the guy had a really bad arthritis, and his tattoos were like in the places where he had arthritis. So there mm. might have been some like medical use. Yeah. 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 It's pretty sweet. It is interesting. But Otzi goes back like six thousand years, right? Something like that. So yeah, it's we, a long time. We know they were tattooing in Europe that long ago. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, apart from that. When would you? How would you ever have evidence of people? Because it, you know, yeah, it all goes away. Maybe I those mean, bog, those bog bodies from. Yeah, yeah. So I've heard interesting things about those bog bodies. I heard that um, in Germanic cultures they would do that to people who were like cowards. You know, people who exhibited cowardice in oh, battle shit. or betrayed their people. Or um, I've even heard that like men who were more effeminate or gay potentially. That they would do that, uh, they would bury you in those bogs because if your body doesn't decay, you can't go to Valhalla. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I wonder how they knew that the bog would preserve the bodies. It must have. It must have happened, and they found. Oh, yeah, some bo- yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It also makes you wonder, like, how people figured out, you know, what plants you could eat and which ones were poisonous, and and Trial all these and tribes error, just figured that shit out. Man, it's crazy. It is crazy. Crazy, and it's like. You know, just because, like, one person has it figured out doesn't mean, you know, hopefully you've got a tribe that's got a guy who's good with that kind of stuff, you know. And I bet you that's how it I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they probably had some, like, element of cross-training. But oh, uh, once, you, once they figured it out, I'm sure. Yeah. What about the people that would, like, the people that figured out you could d- develop a resistance to poison by giving it to yourself little by little over long periods of time like people that would give themselves snake venom they would intentionally put a little bit in their blood yeah, and yeah. then develop a tolerance for it those those people man it's crazy i mean who there's like a princess bride <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i'm familiar with the movie uh, you know you don't you know he does that with the poison Oh yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. iocane powder. You're yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I couldn't remember what it was called. Uh, That's right, iocane. Iocane powder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, this podcast is supposed to be filled with guests. And, uh, <laughs> well, it was, we had one good one. I mean, she bailed early, but she, yeah, yeah, but yeah, she's got responsibilities up there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to talk to you about Spotify and Rogan and uh, the stuff going on. Oh yeah. What are your thoughts on that, man? They're Stand, they're they're being Spotify's doing all right, aren't they? It seems, seems seem so to be. far, yeah. yeah. Be. Uh, but it's just like what I so I guess it's like some element within their employee, the you know their group of employees who are pissed off about Rogan, which I can under. I mean, that makes sense to me. These like young tech, yeah, you yeah. know, um, I saw a, tech people, whatever the <laughs> fuck, what do they call it? I saw an article. There's been a lot, a lot of articles lately. Most of them negative, you know. Um, one of the articles I saw said that Spotify lost $2 billion in revenue because of this. And I'm like, bullshit, man. No chance. Bullshit. Who's, who's listening to Neil Young and Joni no, fucking... No chance. Who, who else? Jo- Joni, what's her name? Uh, Joni Mitchell? Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, so she's, she's joined the, the call. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Spotify would be absolutely insane to to get rid of Joe Rogan for lots of reasons. First of all, it's not going to punish Joe at all because he will go right back to the old form, format where he's where he runs the show. He so I mean, I don't under I don't know the contract completely. Obviously, the details of it, but I would assume that if they fuck Joe over. They have to continue paying him a certain amount of money, a whole bunch of fucking money. Sure, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then he'll just take his show elsewhere while getting paid to do it by Spotify. You know, I and mean, he won't lose a single fan. No, he'll probably gain more fans. He will probably. I mean, he will get more exposure from it, most likely. So, did you listen to him in uh, Jordan? I listened to most of it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Thought that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you watch it at all? Did you um, see any clips or anything? Yeah, I watched a bit of it. Yeah, I thought that Jordan Peterson looked like a goddamn like t- like a dummy. You know, like, like wearing that tux. Yeah, man, with the the the, the he looked like a a, a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> oh, I see what you <laughs> so mean. So goddamn funny, man. Yeah, I just get, yeah I couldn't stop thinking about like just things that he looked like. I also thought he looked kind of like Pee Wee Herman a little bit. I don't know why. Well, you know, he obviously did that, on, did that on purpose, and he uh, he was uh, excited about you know going on. He was talking a lot about it in advance on Twitter. You could tell he was excited to be reinvited and to have that big platform. Yeah. And when he went on Joe, he was like uh, really animated and chatty. He did most of the talking. He fucking cried at one point. Well, yeah, yeah, he does that from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for good reason. You know, I listened to Jordan Peterson. His voice crack up when he when he talks talk, talks about like stories of um, redemption, you know, like people get, getting their life back together. Yeah. And then I compare that to Jimmy Kimmel talking about Cecil the Lion. Fucking piece of shit. God he, I'm instantly in a bad mood because he said that. <laughs> I fucking he's like as far as celebrities go, Kimmel is one of my le- least favorite, and I don't fucking like celebrities. So that's yeah. saying something. Yeah, I'm um, with you, man. Kimmel, he's such a piece of shit. Yeah, just to think about like somebody actually emotionally moved by something and then to think about that you know it's just like uh it's insulting it is insulting and there's so many people out there that think it's genuine your boy was crying about music though that's what <laughs> that's what made jordan peterson cry in this episode um, which but i'd have to, i'd have to i'd have to refresh myself on the context but uh uh it didn't strike me as ingenuine when he does no it. no um i did want to mention with this about this neil, neil young business in spotify um that Right after Neil announced it and Spotify said goodbye, um, there was an article that said Barry Manilow was joining him. Yeah. And then and then Barry Manilow came on, you know, social media like, and said, the fuck, I yeah, the fuck I did. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And, and it reminds me, it's funny because, like, that happened three times in the past week. It happened with um, Barry Manilow. It happened with, um, with uh, uh, Brady announcing his retirement. And he and I saw it this morning. I was like, no, I didn't. No shit, yeah, really? Yeah, he's, yeah. He's like, I'm, I haven't decided. But they are. But they already put put yeah, that out there. I heard that. I was bummed out. I and hope it, he never it, retires. That's what Jessica I don't says. give a fuck about football. Okay, <laughs> but I love Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> I just like the idea. Like when he played that dude Patrick Mahomes. I remember Colin saying. He wanted Mahomes to win because, like, Mahomes can be the new Tom Brady. But no, I want Tom Brady to es- just get like the firmest fucking hold on greatness ever. Yeah, you know that's what that's what I like. Yeah, man, that's what I want to see. But, but it also happened with the Supreme Court guy that uh, retired. 
Yeah. So they, they, it was all over the media and out of Joe Biden's own mouth on national television that he was going to, you know, nominate a black woman for the job, which was a whole other thing we should talk about. But, so but dumb. that message didn't, that announcement didn't come from him and it didn't come from the Supreme Court. Yeah. It came from the media and Joe Biden. And I just wonder. Or were they trying to force it so that Biden could put somebody else in the Supreme Court? He's an old guy. He's probably been talking about retiring. Did they try to force it by, by putting the story out there? Mm-hmm. Did they try to force Tom Brady to retire by putting the story out there? Did they try to force Barry Manilow to, to join forces with, with Neil Young against Joe Rogan? It makes you wonder, it makes me wonder anyways, how many times they've done this kind of stuff in the past and the people just didn't say anything. I was like, I guess, that, absolutely. I guess that's what I'm doing. Absolutely, you know? man. Especially in, political, in a political realm. I can see that happening, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean... It fits right there in line with my favorite pet conspiracy theory, which is that the media, I mean, it's a giant corporation, you know, and they're in league with all the other giant corporations that are really pushing things around, you know, pushing around the pieces on the chessboard. The cathedral, Kyle. Yeah. I learned that from you (laughs) on the Two Tongues podcast. Yes, indeed. Back in the old days. Oh, boy. So what do you think about Joe Biden nominating Kamala Harris specifically and exclusively because of her gender and race, and then turning around and vowing to nominate a Supreme Court justice on the same grounds. What are your thoughts there, man? Um, if Joe Biden meant it at all, I would think that he was a racist. Yep. And um, a hypocrite. I mean, I think that anyways. I think <laughs> I think probably both of those things yeah. anyways. But, yeah. Um, but I, I don't really believe that he gives a fuck about those things. You know, it's just like the thing to say right now. You know, it's yep. like what can I what kind of sauce can I put on this bullshit to make people like it a little bit more? You know, so this is somebody who's sworn to uphold the Constitution and the laws of the United States. Yeah. And I don't have to tell you this, but the laws of the United States already say that you cannot discriminate against somebody, specifically with employment, on the basis of race or gender or yeah. sexual orientation or it anything else. That. It does say that. And, and Joe Biden, whose, whose job it is to protect the Constitution and uphold it, is doing it exactly that, which is against the law. And I yeah. don't understand how, how anybody, even the liberals, could say that that's... I, I don't know. I think I can make a case for it, honestly. In the bullshit, like, stupid world that we live in, um, I think I could make a case for it, to be honest with you. I think, like, you you think you... I'm not a lawyer, but I know that, like, when somebody's arguing a case, uh, they will bring up examples in other cases that maybe set a precedent for whatever they're trying to get done. Um, And I would say that you just bring up affirmative action and... There it is. I mean, there's your pathway for all of this stupid bullshit. True. So, but you, uh, you see the affirmative action at, at Harvard in uh, admissions is starting to is starting to get questioned. Is it really? Yeah, they're going to court because the because Asian people have That's a harder time getting Asians, in. Asians, man. Yeah, and yeah. it's so racist. It's completely racist. And that John McWhorter guy who uh, who I like, uh, he, I, uh, he he did that great courses lecture on language, human language. Um, he's been tweeting about it. Yeah, and he's like, it should. If you're going to give somebody uh, a leg up in, in an affirmative action kind of way, that, that can only be based on fi- economic need. It, it cannot be based on race. That's completely 
ridiculous. And yep. it fucking is, man. It is, totally. When we were growing up, man, the whole anti-racism, that word didn't exist. But yeah. when, when we were growing up, we, we were taught, and, and Big Bird taught us, man, that we, should, that we shouldn't see color, that we should treat everybody equally. And all of the laws that came about during that time were saying the same thing, that, that you, should not, you should not discriminate based on the way somebody looks. You know, you should hire the best person for the job based on their qualifications. And if you're taking anything else into consideration, you're doing something wrong. So let's, so let's, you know, let's remove that. Now, now that's all we're focusing on. It doesn't matter about the merits. It doesn't matter how well qualified you are. If you fit the right profile, then you're hired. That's complete bullshit, man. Yeah. And I don't understand how, how in 30 years time, the culture's approach to, to, Unity and and fighting racism could take a 180 like that, and nobody seems to notice. That is crazy. It's a big turnaround for sure. And now, Bid, now Big Bird's telling my daughter that she needs to be anti-racist, and t- and exactly the opposite thing he told me 30 years ago. I'm starting to question Big Bird's credibility, Kyle. Yeah, and that's an- <clears throat> another little sneaky postmodern tool, anti-racism. You know. Because of course I'm I'm anti-racism. I am. I you know I would consider myself anti-racism if we're breaking those words down for what they really mean. Absolutely. Um, but whatever this modern, you know, ideology of anti-racism is, I'm not on board with that. I got to ask you a question that popped in my head. What's up, dude? Did, have you heard Kid Rock's "Only God <laughs> Knows Why"? No. Oh. I uh, can't remember what it's called though. He just, it's a song. It's a song. He just released. Okay. And it's about it's about the political <coughs> it's about the political climate today. And okay, okay. I know I you, know kids a little uh, on the on the right. Yeah, you will appreciate it because we grew up when Kid Rock was relevant and uh, because he's speaking the truth. But lyrically, it's terrible. Really. But it's like number seven trending song last I checked. It's ridiculous and it's hilarious and you have nice. to you have to listen to it. But there's this Can bit. Can we listen to it? Uh, yeah, I, I suppose we can. I suppose we can. That'll let me, be a nice special treat for uh, our final episode of the season. <laughs> let me, let me, uh, yeah, let me see if I can find it. A here. little cringe rock. There was one part of it in particular that I thought was so great when he. St- when he t- I, if we're gonna listen to it, I probably shouldn't give away the punchline. Yeah, don't, but don't do that. Let's see here. Um, you know, I'm just gonna uh, before we. Go do this little bit here. I'm going to say that I do like Kid Rock and I respect Kid Rock. So don't take this as a diss if you happen to listen to this kid. Big fan. Ba what to ba. Oh, it's called We the People. Of course it is. Of and, course it and is. And the chorus is Let's Go Brandon. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, all on, right. Uh, I, first of all, I got to apologize to the audience because. You'll see why I have to apologize in a minute here. It's not a great song, but it's funny. We the people, and all we do reserve the right to scream, fuck you! Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wear your mask, take your pills, now a whole generation's mentally ill! I've 
This is a, a like top ten song. Yeah, right now. Yeah. That's interesting. This bit coming up He was talking about Black Lives Matter I lost my fucking shit All So right. here we go Cringe rock for sure. Yeah, man, and it sounds like Kid Rock. You know, it's that Let's Go Brandon stuff's catchy. Um, you know, the thing he said about minimum wage being up, but inflation also being up, and that means that nothing's changed at all. It's like that's exactly right, man. The politicians try to pretend like raising the minimum <coughs> wage is money. a victory. Yeah, no, no, it's like necessary. Otherwise, you're gonna not be able to pay your fucking bills. Black Lives Matter, no shit, motherfucker. Oh, God, I lost my mind. I yeah, thought. he definitely had some good lines in there. That's the truth, man. Of course, mm. of course, of course. Was, they, they were delivered in a very corny way, a lot of them. Oh, um, al- almost all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they ro- rock that bitch up and down the coast, I'm pretty sure, is it another lyric from another one of his songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Cow- cowboy? Yeah, yeah, exactly right, man. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. So I was all in all, I liked it. Overall, I would have given it a thumbs up. Just because, because let's go, Brandon. I wonder if anybody else is making songs like that. Protest songs, you know. Um, I don't think that anybody is making them big enough to get them to number five, you know. Uh, but I, you know, I bet you Ted Nugent's got some songs. Mm. I bet you Ted. I bet you Ted Nugent's written a, uh, an anti-Biden song at this point. What's your favorite protest song? 
Does one come to mind? Mm. No, not really. So one comes to my mind, and I can't remember the name of the song, but I probably can actually. But who sings it? I don't know. But it comes. For, it came from the the Vietnam era. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, guys, we just heard <coughs> Kid Rock's version of of today's protest song, and I'm going to give you a couple lyrics that stand out to my in my mind from this Vietnam protest song. It goes like this. He says, "You can bury your dead, but don't leave a trace. Eat your next door neighbor, but don't forget to say grace." Oh my God, dude! That's good. It's called Eve of Destruction. It's so good that song. Eve of Destruction. Yes, that song right. is so good. I mean, if I had to think of some kind of a protest song, I would say "Killing in the Name" by uh, what's that band? I'm bad with song titles. Another. Rage Against the Machine. Oh, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not, that's when I think of a protest song, I think of that. Do you know that song? I would have to hear it, man. I yeah, it's. I bet you you have to know it. You remember when? You remember? I don't know if you were there. You probably maybe you were, but uh, me and Matt uh, were at a concert one time, and we met a band called Amber Pacific that had just recently come out, and we really liked them, and it was like the the heyday of pop punk, and they were one of those bands, yeah, and. Uh, and we're like, oh, I was so excited to meet them because how often do you get to actually meet the band, you know? Because they were lo- low level at the time, and you can you you know can actually talk to them. And uh, we're telling him how much we like them, and he was like, oh yeah, which song do you like? And we're like, both Ma- both Matt and I are like, jaws open, couldn't think of a name of a track because we never because we because we never cared. We, we're like track four, track six. We never listened. Ne- nobody knew the song titles. You know, yeah, yeah. and it was an embarrassing moment, man. <laughs> so we could like sing the songs, but we, I couldn't tell you what it was called. And I'm still that way, man. Amber Pacific. Mm-hmm. I remember that band. <laughs> I think I saw. I think I was there. I think you might have been there. Band. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why the fuck else I would have. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I didn't go to too many pop punk shows by myself, anyways. Yeah. More like screamo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Same old, same old. Um, so something else I wanted I wanted to mention to you because it's like I notice at this point I'm a big boy you know I got some self reflection capabilities and uh, and I didn't always so this is the one I want to tell you I was going through Twitter and one of the guys that I like an academic that I like he tweeted about the Jordan Peterson Joe Rogan podcast yeah in a negative way yeah about this talk they had about climate mm-hmm. and yeah I saw it. And it was just crushing to me. Climate's not any different than anything else. <laughs> I loved. It. I love. I mean, I loved all of it. What he was saying, but yeah. but I can see how that would cost. I, I kind of expected. Uh, I, has there been a lot of blowback to it yet? Have you seen? Because um, yeah, he definitely some. said. I mean, a, a lot of shit that would piss people off. Yeah, some. Yeah, they okay. they talked about. Uh, that he's getting shit about about. Not wanting to be called white, which I love. It reminds me of fucking so, a. It reminds me of a uh, what was that song? No FX. Don't call me white. Don't call me white. Was it No FX? I don't remember. Anyway, um, he he said like I'm not white. I'm sort of tan or peach colored or something. And then they were talking about black about a uh, uh, Michael Eric Dyson and and Joe said the black you know the black guy in the debate and he was like uh, he's not black. He's he's more more brown. So you know he just made this silly point that. Black and white are stupid words to, yeah. to call, you know, to designate people as a group, and uh, people are giving him shit about that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And they're so, giving him yeah. shit about the climate change talk, uh, but that's all I've seen. Yeah. So, well, the guy, so the guy on Twitter is Philip Goff. Oh, I know you. 
Yeah, I've he, talked about him many times. He wrote that one book, right, uh, about the uh, panpsychism. Yep, I thought he, so. He wrote yeah. he wrote Galileo's error. There I, you go. I, I read that. He also has one over here called Consciousness and Fundamental Reality. I've purchased two of his two of his books. He's been on Rogan, right? Uh, yes. Okay. It's been on Rogan. And that conversation on Rogan with him did not go well. Um, Joe was asking him all kinds of questions, trying to clarify the ideas. And it went over like when he had when he had that uh, that Indian physicist guy on that I like, Amit Goswami, mm-hmm. way back when. It was like a, it was a very hard episode to listen to. Was that the one where it, like they ended the episode with Joe just not being able to grasp the idea of like potentiality or something like yeah, that? I, yeah, I can't remember, but it was like that. It was like the, over and over again. Joe kept asking, and they kept and, circling the and same. He'd just be like, "Well, let me try to explain it to you." <laughs> yeah. I think at one point he even said, "I just I don't know how I can like, <laughs> explain this to you." That's, exa- that's exactly what okay. happened on, on this Philip Goff episode because he was talking about this thought experiment which a lot of philosophers will do to try to talk about an idea and he was like you know imagine you've got this robot this artificially intelligent robot and it it looks like a human and it acts like a human and you can't tell the difference between it and a human um, you know everything you'd expect it to do and say it does it expresses emotion just like you'd expect you know it's indistinguishable from a human being and he's trying to explain to Joe the hard problem of consciousness he's like the difference between right. the two is that a human being has will, will have ex- experiences just like the robot, but the human being has an internalized experience of of those actions and events. The robot doesn't. So, you know, the robot uh, gets injured and it pulls away. It has a it has a signal. It recognizes it needs to, it needs to heal whatever, just like a human being's body does. But the human human being feels pain. The robot doesn't. It's mm-hmm. so like that's what he was trying to explain to Joe, and Joe just did not. He was just like, no, no, no. no. Yep. Um, yeah, Rogan. You know, every now and then that happens to him. Um, what What else were you gonna say? I just want. To, I just wanted to talk about this Philip Golf thing. Okay, so, gotcha. so he, so he's he points out something about the climate discussion with Jordan Peterson on Joe, and he says something like him and his wife thought it was silly, like you know, supremely silly. And uh, I was like, oh, God, I immediately, like, I had this hierarchy in my head of people's ideas that are important to me and have helped me. And Philip Goff is on the list. And Jordan Peterson is on the fucking tippy top. Yeah. And he just, he just pulled the rug out from under my feelings about him. Now I'm like, I want to hate him. <laughs> and I realize that's silly. I'm like, mm-hmm. like, I'm like that, you know, that's an immature feeling. But that's what I meant when I said I had that ability to self-reflect now as I'm, I'm a big boy now i'm yeah. like okay you're being dumb you know you're you're reacting emotionally uh this guy's obviously you know got reasons for saying and thinking sure. though that thing he's in what he took issue with was a small thing in the grand scheme but i just like i don't i don't like him as much as i did for sure and i can't help it it makes whenever anything like that has happened with me it makes me wonder okay does that person that person's allowed to have their opinions and whatnot, but am I allowed to have my opinions with this person? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like when they start disagreeing with, I don't know, uh, people that I agree with, uh, I worry that um, a, a lot of the people who do uh, disagree with people that I agree with, they are fans of shutting other people down, mm-hmm. like refusing to let them talk at all. It's like if you don't say what they agree with, you don't get to talk. Mm. So, um, how do you reconcile that, man? Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in reconciling it. Mm. 
right, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the topic that came up because I'll talk about it as best I can. You tell me what you think about this. So Jordan Peterson is, um, you know, he's a psychologist and he does a lot with personality and it's a lot with statistics. It's a lot with testing and statistics and all that numbers. And he knows that literature and he knows the numbers and he does not afraid to tell you you're fuck full of shit. And he's got people like uh, recently, like Bjorn Lomberg and all these people that think that the world the world is much better than it was a hundred years ago and much better than it was two hundred years you know before that and things are progressively getting better and um, we've got reasons to be optimistic even about climate and stuff and Jordan li- likes giving those people a platform because you never hear th- those things and uh, basically what he said was um, these climate change experts they have models they're statistical models of what happens in a certain period of time if things don't change and Jordan's like that's fine if you're looking at the past it's fine yeah those models can be as accurate as you want to make them sure but when you when you're trying to model into the future and things are constantly changing you have no way of knowing that those models are accurate and here's the thing about here's the thing about statistics you remember how the other day I was talking about that documentary about precision and we were figuring out how, how to how uh, yeah. how to measure time really specifically and that and that until we got clocks that were so precise like they are today that if we tried to send a man to the moon we might have been off by a hundred thousand miles that's the kind of thing that Jordan said it's it's a statistical error he's like what happens if your models only include certain parameters they can't include them all because we don't know them all yeah so you're gonna put specific parameters into a model, you're going to project it out into, out into the future without taking into consideration all the factors. And if you're off even by a little bit, the longer you project that off, all, out into the future, just like, you know, the further away the moon is that we're aiming for, that little error can, be, can become huge over time. So these models that predict the end of the world cannot be relied upon yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. That makes perfect fucking sense to me. Yep. And Philip Goff said it was one of the silliest things he ever heard. I'm like you, motherfucker! Are you kidding me? How can a how can a person as smart as Philip Goff, with a PhD in philosophy, it's that? Oh yeah, I mean, how can someone like that not take into consideration a mathematical statistical fact? Yeah, that's disappointing. And it reminds me of another thing. I know I'm getting talky here, buddy. Sorry. Right. It reminds me of another thing Jordan says, um, and I'm losing it now. Hmm. It'll come back. Well, what, what all this reminds me of is when we were talking... The other day I mentioned to you that I've been watching Russell Brand and enjoying his stuff a lot lately. Um, and I mentioned that it's surprising how... I mean, I, I've known for a while that Russell Brand is... You know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. It's not like this is a surprise, but watching him as much as I have, it's been like, man, this dude is just like nailing everything that he talks about. It's like, I don't necessarily think that he's right about everything, but I at least think that he's paying attention to the right things. Mm. Um, and uh, it just surprised me because he seems like he would be like the worst kind of lib, you know? Yeah, well, he used to be. And he is. I mean, he is a pretty liberal guy. I mean, yeah. I think that if he had his, you know, uh, if he had his choice, I think he would live in some kind of socialized society, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Um, which is fine if you would go go ahead. I mean, if you can make that work, that's fine. Um, so he's super smart, that guy. Yeah, he's just super smart. And uh, why why did I start talking? Oh, uh, you talking about Philip Goff and him just like in every other way he can be like super smart and awesome. 
Uh, but then just like on these few, like very ideologically poignant issues, they all their reason and logic just goes right out of the fucking mm. window, man. Mm. Uh, I, I mentioned like Stephen Colbert. Yep. Like Stephen Colbert, I've listened to a lot of interviews with him. I like him a lot, man. He's smart. He's a really um, like deep thinking person. Uh, but then you start talking to him about this politics shit, and he's just dumb. dumb. I don't know. Oh, I don't. Yeah, how could you be that smart and that and, and demonstrate how how deeply you can think about ideas and then completely miss super relevant stuff about economics and freedom? You know. Yeah, just stuff that is like blatant, blatant. Like, just like the connections that people have. You just. Watch all the connections that these politicians have to corporations where they're getting their money from. It's so fucking obvious. And when you watch people like defending that, it's like, what is like, you're taking a paycheck for that? Mm. Um, it just makes it really hard to respect these people at all. I couldn't agree with you more, man. I used to, I used to love Stephen Colbert's comedy. And then I, once I got political, I was like, fuck. Yeah, I, I, I almost have more respect for Jimmy Fallon because at least he, for the most part, just doesn't really talk about... You know, he's just a goofball, you know? I don't yeah. particularly like Jimmy Fallon, to be honest with you. He's not... He's funny sometimes, um, but he's not... You know, I just don't really dig Jimmy Fallon that much. Um, I, I would like... I bet you if Colbert was not being a complete fucking turd... That he would be funny as hell. He was funny yeah. as fuck on the on the Colbert, Colbert report. report. Absolutely, he was. Yeah. If he would just like stop shilling for these people who were signing his paychecks. Yeah. Um, and that is so obviously what's going on, and that's why I just like yeah, completely. You know. So I actually remember the other Jordan Peterson thing while you were talking. Uh, so before we we're talking about modeling, us Jordan pointed out like you can only use certain data points in your modeling, and the parameters you, you set them up. But you can't account for them all, yeah. Um, because otherwise, it would be too complicated, or you—it's not possible to know. Or you're to know them all. God, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he used to say this in his interesting way. Uh, tell me what you think of this. He he said in Maps of Meaning that there are an infinite number of facts, and that's truth. I mean, that's that's the truth. So if you've got you know any argument, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that some of the facts aren't more compelling than others or whatever, but in any argument <coughs> with with two sides, you've got an infinite number of facts that you can rely on to argue both sides. Yeah. Um, and he, he talked about this philosophical idea. I think, it, I don't know where it, where it originated. Maybe it goes back to like, uh, I can't remember who it goes back to, but it's a, it's, it's can you derive an ought from an is? And it goes like this. What that means is, is there anything about the facts of the world, if you knew them all, that help that tell you what you should do? Can you derive an ought from an is? If you know how everything is, everything, you know all of it, all of the infinite facts, you know them. Does that help you to, to, to determine what you should do at all? Yeah. What's right from wrong? What I don't should think you do? So. It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's what he that's when he brings up that there are an infinite number of facts. And you have to choose them. Mm -hmm. You have to select them. That's yeah. And and that's that you see you see that flushed out in, in arguments and debates. The people who choose the facts better are the ones that win the debates generally. Um, but it, that, that, that doesn't uh, diminish the idea that there is an infinite number of facts. That's why you can't be an idealistic person, you know? 
Even if you think the facts are on your side, there's an infinite number of facts on the other, man. I just, I love that. And I think, and I think that has to do with meaning, sele- selecting your facts. Okay, so if there are a million, if there's infinite facts and you can select any of them that you want, um, so that that calls into question the nature of facts. I mean, you know, and if it, if it, you can't leave it to ideology like you just said, what do you leave it to then? That's the moral. That's the moral. What Jordan Peterson calls the moral significance of, of our lives. Yeah. Choosing the facts um, that, that are relevant to you, that are motivating to you, that's what creates your personality. That's what makes you become who you are. It what, it's what makes you different from everybody else. And that's valuable. Uh, in fact, if, if that didn't happen, if we were all the, exactly identical, would you want to live in that world? It wouldn't be interesting. If you were all like me, probably. <laughs> Oh, can you imagine if your girlfriend was exactly like you? I would like that. <laughs> I'm like, it got a little bit of a narcissistic streak going on. Oh, boy, I would like that. Oh, man, I would just do nothing but argue with... If my wife was just like me, I would do nothing but argue with her. You would argue with yourself? Fuck yeah. Man, I would just hang out with myself. Dude. I'd be like, what's up, man? <laughs> Kyle, I, I can't help but notice how much sugar's in this drink you're drinking, dude. Did you know there's 64 grams of sugar in that drink? Yeah, I know. And a there's a lot. Full sugar Coca Cola's got twenty grams less. Yeah, yeah, I know it's a lot. It's a lot. You should not drink that ever again, man. You got to pick <laughs> a different drink. Yeah, no, I do. I do drink it too often too. I don't drink it that much though. So you're justifying it, dude. There's no justification for that much sugar. That's not good. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> diabetes. Yeah, you know, I, you lose your toes from diabetes, man. I'm not. I'm not that worried about it. I should cut it out, but I don't drink it. I think often enough to where I'm worried about that. All right, you can have a piece of pie for that much sugar. I bet. Yeah, I would rather have that. I mean, to be honest that, with you, yeah. Okay, well, that's your piece of pie then. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I really should cut it out because it's got the uh, all the extra, you know, the what's the word? The all the, the energy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like some of them. I started drinking um, from time to time those Celsius. Never had, oh, I think yeah, I think you've given me one before. Yeah, it's like fake sugar, you know. It's, there's not yeah. there's no real sugar in there, but it's uh, it's got all that stuff. I in don't it. know, man. Sometimes like I know that's a lot, but uh, sometimes I do. F- I'm starting to feel weird about the fake sugar. It's like I would almost rather drink yeah. the real sugar. Yeah, but then I mean, how much of it? You know, you really got to be careful with that. So. That's true. What do you think about the idea of a ticket for the upcoming presidential election? Rand Paul running with Tulsi Gabbard. Um, one Republican, one Democrat, both reasonable people that support freedom uh, and liberty and the Constitution. I don't know that I would call Tulsi that, to be honest with you. No? I think that Tulsi's the best Democrat for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's not high praise. Uh, I'd really, and I'm like completely serious about that. She's not good but on you, a lot of issues. If you were going to put a ticket together that was one R and one D, no, I, no, I don't, I'm not interested in you're that. You're not interested in no, that? No, no. Um, what about the unity Kid Rock was talking about? Well, I mean, that that's like, <laughs> I, I don't, if you listen back, you'll notice when he talked about the love and unity, uh, that's, I'm just not really... I would almost just rather you just leave me the fuck alone. Like, I don't want unity. I just want you to leave me alone. Uh, and I'll leave you alone. Do what you fucking want to do. But um, 
you, this like idea of unity, we don't have to be united. We can be separate and it's fine. Uh, and you can find people that you can be united with. That's, you know, but this idea that we all have to be united, the ideological lines in this country are going down, uh, out, you know, they're going down along the lines of people just being too passionate about them to, uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I think this boils down to your definition of unity. Do, by unity, do you mean um, do you mean everybody aligned on everything, or do you mean everybody aligned on the key on the key things that are required to keep our our union secure, which is it, per, you know individual liberty, which is you know uh, small small federal government. You know, it's things like that. It's it's classical liberal, I, I, you know, ideas. Do you think that? I mean, do you think that those ideas are going to win out? Do you think that I like? Think, I think they have to. If they don't, then then we're fucked. I don't think. I don't think that. I think that um, it's more likely that those ideas are going to lose completely than we're going to get it back in check. Hmm. I think that would be true if you look at the rest of the world. It would be true if you look at the, what the media projects. But when you look at the individual, you know, individuals on the street, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, man. I, hopefully that's right. I mean, it makes me, it reminds me of the the Freedom Convoy and the images oh, that yeah. I saw this morning of the uh, pro trucker protests in Canada because they've now reached Ottawa. And Ottawa. and in Nova Scotia, by the way, they passed a I don't know if it was a law, but they they passed a uh, pro prohibition against people supporting the convoy. You could not gather on the streets would hold signs like they've been doing fl flags and signs. Yeah. They, in Nova Scotia, they said you can't do that. So if you do, I'll arrest you. Wow. Mean, meanwhile, there's thousands and thousands of truckers flooding into Ottawa, and. After Justin Trudeau said that those people are a fringe that don't represent the beliefs of Canadians, tens of thousands of people swarmed in uh, Ottawa uh, to support these truckers. So it's not just truckers blocking up this this road, which they are. It's the truck the convoy is surrounded by throngs of people. It's beautiful, man. It's awesome. It's a beautiful thing. You gotta get. They gotta get like some trailers pulled together close to make a stage and get Kid Rock out there <laughs> to play that fucking song, dude. Yes, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean the convoy stuff is great. Uh, I'm glad that stuff like that is pr promising. I think it's promising. Yeah, yeah, that is great. I, and I'm glad that somebody who can make a difference because they can make a difference. You know, they could. Oh if, yeah. You know, if they. If they felt compelled to do more, they could definitely bring, you know, they could cause some pain. So Absolutely. Uh, they interviewed some of these truckers, and they said, we're not leaving until Trudeau resigns and all of the mandates and requirements are lifted. Dude, Trudeau, Trudeau is a creep. A creep. That dude is, and he's, um, I don't, I, I gotta learn, uh, I gotta like listen to the things and give you the actual like how it actually plays out but there are a lot of these people who are celebrities and politicians and stuff who have like uh like we talk about these corporations who have 
links to politicians and stuff like that. Um, just like more of that kind of thing. Um, who was it? Oh, Trudeau. Trudeau yeah. Uh, you go through his history, man. Like his dad was the prime minister yep. of, um, you know, and his dad was involved in these some of the I can't remember which one it was, but one of these special interest groups like the you know council council for foreign relations or something like that. That's like an American thing, but um, he was involved in something like that that like cooked up a lot of these ideas that are being put in place right now, mm. and that it's his son who you know is the one who's putting it into place. It's just all creepy shit, man. As I have to point out, Trudeau, you're right. Trudeau's dad was prime minister, so that means he was a rich kid. That yeah. means he grew up with every privilege imaginable, and he goes on the news, and he's handsome, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why he got elected because he's handsome, and everyone, and every, you know, he's got a good personality. He's blessed with all sorts of things, and he goes up out there on on the media and tells his countrymen that this is a fringe group of people that don't represent Canadians. Dude, you are a fringe person who doesn't represent Canadians. You're you're like the highest level elite f- private fucking school a. fucking dickhead. Yeah, you know that guy. Everything came easy to that guy. There's, I don't know him. I don't know nothing about him. But I know enough to know everything came easy to him in his entire fucking life. Fucking, I bet, yeah, I bet he wasn't working hard for too much. Um, fuck, I was going to say something. What was it? Mm, it was, I bet it was good. Oh, uh, another, like, interesting uh, thing with these. Because there are, there are tons of celebrities, man, who have parents who were, like, in the CIA or something like that. Tons of them. It's wow. weird. Um, which I guess maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like statistically you're going to have that. But it seems weird. Without that explanation, uh, Woody Harrelson's dad served time for trying to assassinate a judge. What? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? That's uh, just one more reason to love Woody Harrelson. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, like Obama's like that. Like he is, uh, I think it was his mom and his dad were like, you know, CIA assets at some point. Wow. It's interesting. It's weird. When you think about, uh, well, I guess uh, I, I think that the the intelligence agencies are like you know people talk about the shadow government. That's what it is. I mean, those are those are the people who don't go anywhere. There's no changing of the op. There's not as much changing of the offices, anyways. Mm. Um, those are the people who they have much more instantiated power. You know, it's a it's a monopoly on power. Yeah, it's that's the reason why we got rid of the monarchy because we didn't want there to be a monopoly on power. Yeah, and the elites just like how many Bushes are going to be president? Yeah, how many Clintons are going to run for office? It's like you hear that she it, she they're like trotting they, her out again. Yeah, it's fucking it's, interesting. It, you know. We used to bust up monopolies, right? We busted up, uh, you know, uh, Standard Oil. We busted them up. We're talking about busting up Google and Facebook and shit like that because yeah. we don't want a monopoly on anything, but they got a monopoly on power. I'm not into busting up monopolies, honestly. I think that's uh, not a good idea. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it is either, but... Yeah, I know you don't, but I'm just, you know... Um, <laughs> Speaking of good news... these the chariots pro- these, coming? These protests are, I think, really, really good news, um, but another country lifted, lifted their requirements after... The UK oh, yeah. and Ireland, Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. The Danes. The Danes. Fucking Vikings. Good for you. Meanwhile, in New Zealand, they're like the most draconian of them all, man. Even yeah. worse even worse than Australia. So much for all that fucking face paint and shit. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, it, I, it is a bummer when you see these cultures that were like historically 
warriors. Like, you know, like the civilized people looked at them as barbarians, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And now you look at, like, the Vikings today and they're, like, you know, super cucked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then what's going on in New Zealand right now. Um, I just feel like people look back at... You know, it's almost like they look back on history with the lens of how things are now, and it's like, oh, no, that's, like, toxic masculinity, you know? Oh, man, that just reminded me of something. If I can find it, it's a Sean Penn quote. Yeah. Uh, If I can find it, it's gold. You know who doesn't do that, though? Who? Mongols. (laughs) There are a lot of proud Mongols out there, man. I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, proud, badass Scandinavian people, too. Oh, for sure. All right, so there I saw a Sean Penn quote. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Gad Sad tweeted it. All right. So Sean Penn says he believes. Are you done coughing there, Kyle? <laughs> he believes that men in American culture have become wildly feminized. I don't think that being a brute or having disrespect for women is anything to do with masculinity or ever did. But I don't think that in order to be fair to women, we should become them. Fucking Sean Penn, man. That's pretty good. I like surprising it. Surprising from him. It's, yeah, it is surprising. Absolutely. It's like uh, the one good idea that he has. <laughs> it's like the one smart thing that Sean Penn has ever said. Trying to get rid of the differences between between people. It, trying, trying to pretend that there aren't differences between people. That's And, and it, it keeps you from being able to value those differences. It's yeah. so important, man. You heard about what the, uh, the shit that's in the plastic is doing to our taints. Uh, shrinking, shrinking our, shrinking our taints. You yeah. heard about that? I heard, I heard it on Rogan. One of the scientists oh, really? on Rogan was talking about it. Maybe I heard it on Rogan. <clears throat> but that's a uh, explain it for the audience, though. He just glossed so over. So there it. are the there's this chemical in uh, well, it's a, like a family of chemicals that's in plastic. They're called phthalates. Mm-hmm. It's not spelled like that though. <laughs> it's spelled like P H T H something F. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you just say phthalates. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... And so apparently, this is kind of what Alex Jones was yelling about when he was talking about turning the frogs gay. Yeah. Um, apparently, it like does this thing where, so the taint in men and women. It's the skin. It, it's the skin between the, the between the butthole and the balls, or I between just the butthole. Everyone knew yeah, okay, what, the, what a taint was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the distance between for, for men and women. What do they call that? What's the scientific word for it? I don't know. All oh, right, sorry. Go ahead. Um, but the distance between, but for men and women, used to be like for men it was much larger, and uh, apparently they think the introduction of these th- th- phthalates um, <laughs> is making that shrink because it is shrinking. Yep. And what's the consequence of that? <coughs> We're gonna have a cloaca soon. Oh my goodness! Like a frog? Yeah. What? Like a frog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of frogs. Oh, man, that got the almost baby to a spit take on that one. That's one of my favorite just, like, random lines from a movie. What, like a frog? Yeah, that, that's for, forgetting Sarah Marshall for those people who don't know when, uh, what's his face, what's his name? It's Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel gets, he's trying to jump off this mountaintop into the ocean, and uh, he gets scared and <coughs> loses his... Uh, Loses his guts in the last minute, and he's hanging on to the side of this mountain. And uh, Mila Kunis is in the water, looking beautiful. And she says, "Just push your legs off and jump out." And he's like, "What? Like a frog?" <laughs> and uh, you know, he's just trying to buy time because he's one. so scared. God, it was a funny man. Uh, those movies, I love them. Yeah, I, 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 the, the, talk about nostalgia. Russell those Brand movies. was in that one. Yes, he was. That's yeah. right. Absolutely, full circle. 
do you do you remember seeing Circle that clip of, life. of Russell Brand on like one of those morning talk shows where they were asked oh, they were yes. Oh so great. <laughs> you know that the lady that he uh was on there, the one that he was kind of like clowning a little bit and everyone else was like, Oh because like, yeah. she's like a big bad bitch or something. Yep. Uh Mika Brzezinski is her name. Her dad is another one of these guys. Uh, I can't remember his name, his first name, but his last name was Brzezinski, who is, like, super connected to all of these, uh, um, you know, for like, special interests and corporations and shit like that, who are developing the ideas that, that we're putting in place right now. Tell, me, like, tell me her name again. Br- Mika, M-I-K-A. Brzezinski, I don't. BR. Okay, I found it. Yeah, I was. I'll play it if you want. If you want to hear yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. All right. So Russell Brand is on MSNBC's morning show, and it's just it's brilliant. Hold on. Now, uh, now knowing what I know what about her and her family, really it makes sense why these people now, are reacting I'm told like this. this. I'm not very pop culture, and I'm sorry. Comedian, movie star, author, and host of the show Brand X, Russell Brand. This summer, he's embarking on his first ever worldwide he's comedy like tour, The Messiah Complex. Caddy Kay and Brian Shackman are here as well, and he already told Brian that he might want to disrobe. I'm just saying. Well, I just thought maybe I could loosen up a little, show a little more chest here, and he no, said maybe I should do more. I only think more. Russell can do that. You look fantastic. Yeah. That is a very kind compliment. You also look beautiful. Brian, you are free to wear whatever you want. This is one of your freedoms that is afforded to you. I appreciate <laughs> Uh-oh. Silver uh, boots. The boots are I want to see them. Come on. Put them Come on, on the table. Kinky boots. Russell Brand looks like wow. me and Josh so Hamilton have a baby boots. together. Those are nice. <laughs> Put your feet up. Relax. Um, I wouldn't do that. I don't want to disrespect, disrespect your program. Okay, no, no. We did ask to see no, the I did, boots. I, and I like fellow English woman, so and we I do, obliged. We talked about kinky boots recently. So yes. It's a good fantastic show. You have to go. Okay, Russell. Sorry about that. So, the... Um, what's the word? Like the juxtaposition of, you know, just the complete insincerity of the host of this show with him who is, you know, he's just a crazy person, you know, in the best possible way, but he's himself, you know? Yeah. Uh, he unabashedly, unabashedly, Russell yeah. Brand is Russell Brand. Absolutely. And it's like oil and water. I mean, they're just like, it's like repulsive, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely, because yeah, it's, you got you got a genuine person being himself, ver- t- talking to a persona, a bunch of persona, mm-hmm. you know. All right, here we go. That's all right. You just like, <laughs> disrespected the table. The table Giant is- Jenga. Um, it's like your desk is a puzzle. It is. I'm sorry about that. What is Can the I solution? I think we we could put it back in. So there right. you go, love. Be Russell careful because that's a low cut dress. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, I'm only wow. flesh and blood. I've got instincts. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, uh, Tell me what you need to know. Um, I'm just going to have a drink here. Yeah, Caddy K. Caddy K. Questions. Mustard. That's the name of your tour. Yes. Do you have one? No. It's oh. mental illness. Right. And you don't have that either? I hope that I'm here as a fully qualified <laughs> professional gentleman. None of us are. Free from mental illness. Free from it. None of you. Yeah. This is a hotbed of neurosis and psychosis. Oh. oh, my word. I'm grateful to be here. Yeah. But Joe's like, not here, so there are no messiahs. That's true. Although we actually bring more um, mental illness to the table than yeah. we admit, at least That's on this side here, sure, for sure. On this side. Um, so tell me about the tour. <laughs> You're starting in Abu Dhabi? 
Is that where it began? Yeah, it's in, the, in a lot of Middle Sweet. Eastern nations and South Africa and all across Europe and of course in your wonderful country and in our country. I'm very, very, yeah, it's a really good tour. I'm talking about Malcolm X, Che Guevara, Gandhi and Jesus Christ and how these figures are significant culturally, culturally and how Deep icons bro. are appropriated and used to designate consciousness and meaning, particularly posthumously. And what brings all those people together? They're all people that died for a cause. They're all people whose icons are used to designate meaning, perhaps not in the manner in which they intended. It's interesting. I kind of like that. That sounds dead serious. Yeah, it's funny when you do it. I'm taking it seriously. I'm just going to do it on stage. Can't we get, like, you know, 30 seconds now? Well, not really, love. I mean, this is our work. Gandhi, go. go. I hope that's not your message to Gandhi and the people of India. Oh, God. You know, it's, it's funny, though, because I, I travel a lot. And All these people are at work, are they? Yeah, they're working. Yeah. They're just at work. Well, no. Work more quietly. They're Facebooking, actually. What are they doing? Facebooking. God, he's just they're ruining Facebooking. this morning yeah. show in a yeah. brilliant Shopping. way. I bet they can't look at pornography. I bet it's blocked on their oh, website. Oh, huh? I don't know. I don't know. They look too focused. I don't know. <laughs> But they're allowed to look at it. If they wanted to, they can tweet, they can Facebook. Yeah, they yep. have to. That's part of they're their job. They're probably tweeting right now. They're tweeting themselves mm. senseless back there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lovely. That's to create the atmosphere of we're a hotbed of news. So this is, this is the longer <laughs> clip. This yeah. is the eight-minute clip. It's going to get brutal in a minute, you guys. Yeah. They're all just now looking for acting work. Yeah. So people, I mean, you have a pretty He's literally not talking here. to the people interviewing him. He's talking to the people working in the background. Everyone asks, what do you like better, TV, movies, or stand-up? Which, actually, which one's more difficult? I mean, going on stage, I think, is probably pretty tough. A movie can be boring because you shoot a thing a hundred times. TV is what it is. There are challenges in all of those different disciplines. The thing I enjoy most is stand-up comedy because you're direct with your audience. You can't be misinterpreted. People can't get confused. You know what happens if you work in media? People like to... Uh, change the information so that it suits a particular agenda. If you're in a room of people, Brilliant. then what you're saying is clear. If you say something that, pe that people are confused about, you can explain it to them then. If you say something because a joke, people can't pretend that you're saying it seriously. So I like having direct communication with people. Because <laughs> that's what MSNBC does every day. Like, the information gets manipulated a lot and people like to cause like, you know, fake stirs and stuff. You know, funny, the accent, huh? you know, when I see him in person, it's totally fine. Forgetting Sarah Marshall or the TV show, it's fine. But on satellite radio in the car, I can't understand a single joke you, you say. You can't oh, so understand it. Can you I understand can't. me? Yes, but no, I'm telling you, when I'm driving in the car and he's, Why everyone's would he laughing say that? in the audience of the radio, I'm like, I have no idea what he's saying. Does he have an earpiece in? Does he have an earpiece in and somebody like, stop, change the subject? I think it's probably for the best. I think I'm just... My, this is my first um, brand experience. Brand, mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's not listening to him. It's ex it's Jeez. experience. Oh, it's God. just sort of taking it all in. Oh, you are talking about me as if I'm, I'm not here and as if I'm an extraterrestrial. Now he's explaining <laughs> manners to them. We're just sort of admiring the whole. You know, it's the whole thing. Isn't well, it? thank you for it's your like casual objectification. <laughs> oh God, that is positive for it's you. It's very positive, absolutely. Any more? Any other questions? You've become nervous. Why are you nervous? Really? No, You're a powerful woman. You've oh, got a lovely yes. job. What seems to be the trouble? I don't know. You've got a hair like Princess Diana. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, 
I've never when seen she was no, alive. She wasn't being offensive. Here's a little way. subtext. Yes. I'm petrified of her. And you oh, have her yeah. on her heels. And she's just moved down the I other end of the table. I absolutely love this. Keep, keep, Willie, keep what's going. The, okay. What seems to be the trouble, love? No, I'm good. I'm, I'm, we're now going to do a bit of therapy. I'm, I'm Would you do therapy with Willie Brand? With who? Willie Brand. Would you do therapy with him? Um, Russell Brand. I don't think that's where he's heading. Okay. Here we go. I'm all right. Yeah. You shouldn't say he when a person is present. You should refer to the person by the name. That's basic good manners. That is where Willie is yeah. heading. Who is Willie? I don't know. Okay, Russell Brand. Is this what you all do for a living? Yes. Okay, yes. but I'm, I'm here to... Okay, well, let me help you. I'm here to promote Russell. a tour called Messiah Complex. It's here okay. for the people of America. I want the people of America to come and see me do stand-up. Go to russellbrand.tv where you can uh, purchase tickets to see me. These people, I'm sure, are typically very, very good at their job. What is it? You, you're conveying news to the people of America. Oh, people of America, you're, we're going to be okay. It's like taking sips of water. These are your trusted anchors. Is that a news link? Here's your papers. I'll shuffle them for you. Give us that. That's good. Pen. You need a pen. Okay. Coming up later. Thank you very much, Kat. Okay. We're going to be talking about the situation with Edward Snowden. This whistleblower, is it good what he's done for America? Or are our secrets being jeopardized by his intentions? We're going to be talking about that. Also, Bradley Manning. Is Bradley Manning an American hero? Or is he compromising the safety of American troops? We care about your views here on Morning Joe. We'll be talking about those later. Here with me are Brian and Kat. Brian, nice time. What do you think about uh, Edward Snowden? What do you think about the, the situation with Snowden? Do we, uh, have you got anything to hide? Should we be concerned about he, the revelations that are occurring? I don't know what's wrong with you. I understand everything he's saying. Because no, you're looking at him. When you don't see him. Anyway, I don't can't, I can't. answer the questions. Nope, don't, say, don't talk about what he's talking about. Yeah, so that you know, I didn't. It didn't sink into me the first time I saw that that those stories that he was rattling off off the top of his head weren't, you know, in in the news at the time. It was him trying to ask actual questions to these news people, yeah, and putting them on the spot. And they did exactly what you said. They dodged. He just talked about his fucking boots or whatever. Oh God! Yeah, it's that was a, a cringeworthy clip. Oh, for I love, sure, I love Russell Brand, and that that clip was cringeworthy before I was as politically um, aware as I am now too. And it just like it, it's a whole another shade of uh, entertaining at this point. Did you see the um, clip of Jordan Peterson and that uh, woman in Britain the, that was interviewing him? Oh, I don't know, boy, I mean, Kathy Newman. Kathy Newman. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that clip? Of course. Oh, yeah. it was gorgeous. That was great. God. So what you're saying is, <laughs> yeah, oh boy! So that just seeing those buttoned-up news people that worried and that off kilter the whole time, and that that woman taking sips of her drink so that she could bide time, uh, and then kept trying to like compliment him to change the subject. God, man! Yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, that was uh, Entertaining. I don't know what that is. A very entertaining little clip there of Russell Brand. That guy's great. You guys should watch Russell Brand. Listen to Russell Brand. Yes, indeed. On YouTube. So while we're talking about frogs, frogs. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you see the article that came out recently? They they f- um, figured out how to get fully grown frogs to regrow amputated limbs. So it's like when a frog is 
changing from a tadpole into a frog. It has to do all kinds of crazy shit with its body that yeah. it's hard to imagine like a human being being able to do. Yeah. But once it's fully formed, it can't do that stuff anymore. It's just locked into that to that state. They've figured out a chemical cocktail they can give to the frog and will allow it to tap into those genetic abilities and regrow a limb. Like uh, what? Like what was the doctor from from Spider Man that regrew his the, the lizard? Doc Ock. No, the lizard. What, Matt? This is why we need you on the podcast. But uh, anyway, they're talking about that crazy um, scientific accomplishment because they're thinking they're they're going to be able to use that to do it in human beings. Cray cray. Can you imagine? Grow me another dick. I'll take like a second one. <laughs> oh boy! Just like attach it to my knee or something, you know. I don't know if that'd be the best place for it, but well, well you don't have to have the balls. Oh, okay. if you don't have to have the balls, you can put it anywhere. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so say, that's it. Uh, a safe rule of operation, I think. How about the uh, like this guy's got dicks all over him? Yeah, those are mushrooms. But yeah, you can say that. Yeah, mushrooms. <laughs> How about uh, the the now two people that have been denied transplants because they're unvaccinated? Have you seen that? I did not see that. That's very disappointing, though. Uh, the first guy, uh, the first guy was on the top of the transplant list because he's in his low thirties. He's relatively healthy. He's got a family and kids. Heart transplant he needs, and they took him off the list. Took him off the list because he's unvaccinated, and the, and the rationale for that was. Give it to somebody who's be- who's more deserving. Give it to somebody who's who's taken the steps that they need to show that they're, you know, deserving. Yeah. And I'm also going to mention both of those people are white men. Oh. And I wonder if they weren't, if we, if that would happen. That's a good question. Can you imagine them telling a, you know, trans, you know, a w- woman of color that she can't get a heart transplant because she won't take the vaccine? Can you imagine? Um. It would definitely be harder, uh, but I do think that they might, man. These fucking vaccine people are crazy, you know? And based on what fucking evidence, you know? It's like you wonder you wonder why the um, um, hygiene stuff from the, from the Nazi uh, propaganda, you know, like the racial hygiene and all that, like you wonder how that stuff could catch on so much that people would be willing to to not only kill a bunch of Jews and gypsies and homosexuals, which they did for that reason, but also sterilize people that are like handicapped and Down syndrome that like sterilize them so they couldn't have children. They did that, and they, Nazis did that in the Second World War. And you wonder, how could, how could somebody take their, you know, handicapped daughter to the doctor and have that surgery done and thinking that they're being a good citizen? How can, you, how can it get that far? All you have to do is look at the crazy mask people right now. Who, who follow the science unless it says something they don't like and continue to wear those those masks because they think it makes them a good person. Yeah. You know? The, the, the people who did that in Nazi Germany thought they were being good people, you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, historical comparisons aside, just, uh, talking about, like, I don't know, man. That's uh, very... That's scary. Yeah, it is. And it is... Uh, I don't know. I just think uh, grab a grab a pencil and a pad of paper and jot these fucking people's names down. Uh, and if shit blows over, 
remember them, you know? Like, and I mean that, I'm not like telling, I'm not threatening. I'm just saying, keep a mental note of these fucking people. I mean, these people cannot be fucking trusted, man. Absolutely. They're awful. They're like, uh, I, I just, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. I'm just not going <laughs> to say anymore. All right, man. What did you have on the list of stuff to talk about? Oh, we already talked about that. Oh, we already did? We talked about uh, Hillary coming in. Although, uh, Russell Brand did make a good point about her. It's that, uh, you know, if you look at the, you know, the facts, the, the paper trail that Hillary has left throughout her career, uh, you can see what she's done. Um, and then... You have the media who comes in and they paint her as some kind of like elder, some kind of like sage, older, like politician who's been doing this a long time. And, you know, and it's like, no, she's just a fucking shithead. Like all of these people that you hate, all these people that you watch the news and you're like, Nancy fucking Pelosi, <laughs> you know, Joe Biden, yeah. um, Mitch McConnell for the other side. She's just them. She's just one of those fucking people. Yep. But because the media is painting her as like, you know, like, it's fucked it's, up, it's, man. it's fun to watch if you know if you know when to pay attention because yeah. it's a couple of years before the elections. That's when you want to start paying attention. Yep. How are they changing the narrative? How are they positioning people? Um, you know, what are they doing? What are they saying? And that's what you see. That's what you see. They're trying to make her redeemable after she was a disaster for the Democrats. Yeah. I do believe that she never stopped... Like, even after she lost to Trump, she never stopped, like, um, how, okay, how do I get in now? Like, what what kind of, like, angle, what kind of, you know, crook do I need to pull to get in, you know? Yep. I, I fully believe that. Um, and I just don't, like, you said about how bad of she was for the Democratic Party. Um, I just, but I guess it it was special circumstances because she was going up against Trump. Yep. She might be going up against Trump again, though. God so. damn! If that happens, if that happens, there's just there's no hope. There's no possible way Hillary can beat Trump. I don't know if that's true. Uh, especially now, I just can't imagine. I don't know if that's true. I think that um, I don't think any any Democrat can beat Trump. I, I'm serious because because of how bad it is right now. Yeah. If things don't get better with the supply chain and with inflation and with the and with the stock market starting to crash now, well, if and you know how positive are you that Joe Biden won this election? I'm not positive. No. Okay. So a Democrat could win the election. Yeah, I, think. I guess you're right. Um, and but I also think that uh, I've heard people. Oh, it was that uh, that Epstein guy talking about how if Zuckerberg would have sent out a uh, uh, go vote today thing to just Democrats, Hillary probably would have won the last election. Mm. They did, like, they have that much swing, just that little notification could have possibly swung the election. That's pretty crazy. Like, he said that uh, he thinks that Zuckerberg is probably kicking himself in the ass, uh, you know, because he didn't do that. Mm. Like, that's how effective it is. This shit's crazy. Um, but... I mean, who knows if Trump's even going to run? Who fucking knows? So for those people who didn't who didn't watch that Epstein episode, uh, I can't remember the guy's first name anymore with Joe Rogan. Uh, Kyle's talking about the, all the statistics the guy was bringing up about how social media um, did and can, in fact, impact voter turnout. And uh, even though you can say that it's 
you can say truthfully that it's not swayed, uh, biasing Democrats or Republicans if you send out that sort of a message to all Facebook users, let's say. Because way more of them are Democrats, you're giving an unfair advantage to Democrats. And that's on that alone, you're going to cause you're going to cause a, a you know uh, an uneven sway in people's votes. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Yep, it is interesting. Um, just another thing, note that I have here is I watched this video of Hillary. She was reading the speech that she was going to give. Oh she God, won. yeah, and. Uh, just Hillary Clinton trying to be relatable is it makes you want to throw up, man. It's like uh, so unconvincing. It's like Kamala is kind of like that too, you know. Like she, when she's trying to just like kind of bullshit with people, she just it's not believable mm. at all. She seems like a fucking oh, absolutely, like a robot or um, like an alien. You know how like some people will get uh, into a like a head injury and it changes their personality. Yeah. And some people like Solzhenitsyn, I think it was, I mean, maybe it was Solzhenitsyn or one of those guys, uh, who, who couldn't, couldn't write worth a lick. And then he had a traumatic brain injury and it was like brilliant at writing. But some people will have crazy, crazy personality. <laughs> I just spit all over the table. Crazy personality changes, like dramatic personality changes. Yeah. Hillary Clinton is like, that happened to Leslie Nope. You know, like that's what, we, that's what we need is a Leslie Nope. Yeah. Um, That'd be great. <laughs> I, uh, I, what the fuck was I gonna say? It's one of those episodes. It's just stuff is slippery, you know. Yeah, it's all like greased up. Maybe it'll come back to you, but because I, I have some, uh, some statistics about the podcast, I want to bring to your attention. Oh, all right. Because this is our story time. This is our final episode of season one. Yeah, rounding out a year of the yeah. Two Tongues podcast. Listen, man, there were some a couple interesting things. We didn't get as many downloads as I would have liked. Um, you know, we didn't build the following as much as I would have liked. There's still a lot of room for growth, and I had high hopes and all that. But it's a lot positive to talk about. Uh, we, you know, we we put out a lot of material, Fucking and a. we reached a lot of people. Got a back catalog, and I was looking at the statistics that I, I can get from the from the podcast platform, and we had listeners in 34 countries. Oh yeah. That's cool. There's 195 countries total, and we had listeners from 34 of them. It's pretty sweet, man. And it's not just English-speaking countries, man. Like you know, the U.S., Canada, and U.K. are the top three. They all speak English. That makes sense to me. Uh, Australia, France on the list. Sweden, Germany, New Zealand, Ireland. That all kind of makes sense. You know, they speak English in Australia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got Romania. We got Finland, India, the Philippines, Nigeria, Mexico, Belgium, the Netherlands, Spain, Indonesia, Cambodia. For Christ's sake, I didn't know they had internet in Cambodia, yeah, man. but they do. The Khmer Rouge did not take away the internet. Um, Turkey, uh, Slovakia. I mean, we got listeners in the former Soviet Union. Pretty cool, man. Shout out Georgia, another country in the former Soviet Union. Yeah. That's cool, man. That it is, is cool. fucking cool. It is cool. There's just some rando it makes people. Makes you wonder, man. It does. Like, why are these people... I mean, I'm glad you guys are... If you're listening to this, I'm glad you are. But it's just like, how did you fucking find out about it? it you know? If it appears... If everything is as it appears, and there's a person who lives in Georgia listening to us, like, how did that happen? Reach out. Let us know. <laughs> let us know. All of these countries, even even the United States. If you're not like somebody that we know, I want to know how you fucking found out about this podcast. 
Yeah, two tongues podcast at gmail.com, I believe. Is that is that it? Yeah. Yeah, let us know, man. Yeah, I would, let me just make yeah, sure. Double check that. <laughs> double check that. Yeah, because I can Some of them are pod and some of them are podcast. It. You can tweet it at Chris, too, if you're on Twitter. Yeah, you can tweet it. What's your Twitter? At two tongues pod. Oh, that's what it is? Yep. Let's on see. Twitter. Um, two tongues, two tongues. Where's it at? There it is. Two tongues podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so I want to know uh, the gentleman in Cambodia or the lady in Cambodia What's or up? Finland. How did you How did you find it? Let us know. Reach out. We'd like to know. And maybe we'll read that. I mean, we're definitely going to read that Fucking email a. on the podcast. Here's another thing that I thought was cool. Top five episodes. Top five. By download. After a year. After, after a year. Number one. You know what it is. What is it? Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. That episode got a lot of traction. I'm not sure why. I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. It's an interesting episode. Um, for those people who don't know, the Sacred Mushroom and the Cross is uh, John Marco Allegro, um, who was one of the was one of the best language academics in the world, who was who was running the uh, translation project for the Dead Sea Scrolls. I mean, this is a very important academic and expert in language, and that guy said. After reading all these things in the original language, he believes that the origin of the Christian church was a mushroom cult. And Hell yeah. that sounds like what's well, very interesting. A lot, a lot of people are going to be upset to hear that and, and poo-poo that idea right away. But that guy knows, and we talked about it in, the, in that podcast. Um, here's the thing. That one episode represents 11% of all of our downloads. It's crazy. Sacred Mushroom in the Cross, 11%. I, we, I have a theory. I think I shared it with you yeah, about why yeah. that is. Uh, because we, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting book, you know. Mm. Uh, just for all the reasons that you just laid out, it's a very interesting uh, story. Penis of the Storm. Penis of the Storm. <laughs> um, and uh, so I think that people look for it. People do a Google search for that book and they, you know, stumble upon our podcast because we named it verbatim after the book. That's, that's true. Yeah. Um, which I think is a good strategy. We got to do that. <laughs> I think more, it is man. a good strategy. I think we should have a podcast coming up called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's <laughs> Stone. <laughs> I, I think oh, I think man. we should I think we should just go to whatever's trending you know on Yahoo or Google whatever the top trending is that's going to be the name of the podcast every every that's week. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. So yeah, look forward to that. Um, episode number two, the one that came in second, was our very first episode. It was called Anarchy, Fake News, and Trifles. That was number two. That was number two. Wow, I did not know that. If it represents three percent of all of our downloads total for the year, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, then wow, we have that's a big jump between one and two, yeah. eleven and three. That's crazy. Then we have young on totalitarianism. That was number three. Crazy. It's interesting. We did a lot of those on totalitarianism that were good. Yeah. But the young apparently. I wonder when these downloads were happening. You know, like did we just get a bunch of people who listened at first and then never listened again, or have we been getting? We've been getting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think. I think. In the first two weeks, it's pretty much consistent with every episode. The first two weeks, we end up getting a certain number of downloads that's yeah, pretty consistent. Like nine to twelve or something like <laughs> sometimes, that. <laughs> sometimes four, but uh, but then they'll just then they'll just uh, trail on. So over yeah. time, there'll be one one or two more every every couple every week or whatever. Get dinged. That's uh, what I like to call it, anyways. Dinged. Yeah. <laughs> number four, one of my favorites, Kyle's spiritual reconstruction. Oh, nice! I made the top five. And number five was Maps of Meaning Part Two. Hell yeah. I don't know why part one 
This is not as good. <laughs> People didn't like that one as much. But but I want to talk about Kyle's spiritual reconstruction because I went. I looked. I think there was four of those will to power hours that you did. Yeah. And uh, then you just didn't didn't do them anymore. And yeah. Kyle's spiritual reconstruction was was really good, man. Yeah, I like that one. That and was a good one. I wish you would do more I of feel, it. I feel like I could criticize myself in that episode a little bit, though. You should. Yeah. That's how you get better. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in that. You're not just <laughs> interested in getting better. Um, but I've said maybe I was a little hard on Rhett, to be honest with you. Um, but I do think that he's... See, this is the thing that we talked about earlier. It's like when Rhett who I like generally, starts saying some of the things that he says, it's like, okay, you've given off these red flags, and now I wonder, like, I mean, in this, like, fantasy scenario where Rhett and I are fucking friends or whatever, yeah, yeah. it's like, if we were friends, would you be friends with me? Would you, like, um, would you let, you know, like, your kids hang out with my kids? Would you, uh, because of the things that I think? And to take that a step further... Would you prevent me from getting a fucking heart transplant? Mm. You fucking prick. Because I don't like fill you know, I don't fall into line with your fucking stupid political opinions. Based on what you said in that podcast, I think he wouldn't be friends with you anymore. I don't I believe yeah, I don't I I'm I don't know cuz I don't know him, but I think so too. I think I, you're right. I don't think he would deny you a heart transplant, but I do think he would stop being friends with you. Maybe not. Maybe he wouldn't deny me a heart transplant, but not being friends with someone because what they think is the first fucking step into not giving someone a heart transplant. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, and I man. Hate, I just... And step two is is the camps, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we were talking... Fucking we, took this to, down to sad town <laughs> right at the end, man. But I liked getting, I liked getting the, the, you know, the... the Enthusiasm out of you just then. You, I yeah. could tell the anger was coming out, man. I fucking that is how I feel, man. Anybody, like I said, anytime anybody shows me these red flags, like there's certain red flags, it's like, oh, I don't know if I can trust you, you know. Yeah. Well, that's how I felt with Philip Goff, man. Uh, reading that, reading that, it just seemed like an unnecessary thing to say about a great man, um, and and to pick on that and to bring his wife into it. It just all seemed. It's, it's a silly thing, man. It's probably, you know, off the cuff and meaningless to him, but it was enough to just make me question the stock I've put in everything else that he said. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I know it's not fair. I know it's not fair, but I don't like him as much anymore. Philip, if you hear this, I don't like you as much anymore. Sorry, Philip. Um, I get it, though. I do get it. I don't say negative things on Twitter at all. At all. I only say positive things. And, and that means... That's why you're still on Twitter. <laughs> that means I don't say much. Yeah. Everybody else on Twitter says nothing but but just negative shit, pulling people down. Try, you know, that's what he was doing, man. He's like he's just following what they do on Twitter, and I, I, you know, I don't have any interest in that. I'm not interested in that. You know, it's like one one of the things I do at work that um, nobody does, um, very few people do, is I will I have work with like a teams of people at different levels, some higher than me, some lower than me, and if I have a good experience with them, I compliment them. To the, to the, directly to their face or to their manager if I think it's going to mean something to, yeah. for their career development. I want to build people up. I want to encourage people. I don't want to fucking be an asshole just to get attention, you know? Fucking it. And I'm a minority yeah. dude in That's that. That's great. The rest, the rest of Twitter has got 14,000 likes per, per tweet. Michael Malice, God damn, Michael, you got to slow down, bro. I can't see everything. He's got so much shit to spew, I can't he even keep tweeting. up. And he's, that dude be tweeting. That dude be tweeting. Gad's head too, man. <laughs> Yeah, I miss Twitter a little bit. Maybe, maybe I'll 
get back on. I'll do the sneaky thing and get back on. Um, I do miss it, man. I like, see, I like the part of Twitter that you, that you're, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the idea of telling stupid people that they're stupid. That's fine. That's fun to me. Yeah. Um, I wish Twitter was full of Zubies. You know Zuby? Yeah, I like Zuby. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. It's full, full of, of fucking idiots. Full of Jockos and Zubies. Yeah, Jocko's great, too. And two tongues. Um, but, well, even when it was full of two tongues, it was full of, uh, well, I, like, I definitely engage in some trollish behavior. Um, but, I don't know, I think I do it, I'm like a, a vigilante, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. You do it for the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. I'm you're one like, of the white like, hats. You're like Dexter of Twitter. You're the serial yeah, killer dude. that kills other serial killers. Fucking A. Hell yeah. That, I'm the Dexter that, of Twitter. That should be your your Twitter handle. Uh, Dexter of Twitter. Well, if I make another one, that will be. Okay. Um, yeah. I have this series of notes here written out that is a technical, complicated, and hippy-dippy topic, and I don't know if we we want to get into it or not. Depends on how bad you have to pee. No, I don't have to pee at all. Um... Zero need to pee. You know how we were talking about postmodernism way back when, and we were talking about how words don't have any meaning, they're just connected to other words? And I think we talked about that this episode. Oh, did we? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, well, so it's, it's connected. It's connected to this this idea that uh, that meaning doesn't exist exactly. It exists in relationship to other things. It doesn't exist by itself. It exists in this relationship. It's, it's very hard to pin down, but mm-hmm. like the way physicists talk about electrons. You know, they're not, you can't pinpoint them to any one place because they're not a a thing in one place. They're a cloud of potential. They could be anything. And uh, those ideas are connected, I think. The idea that meaning is elusive and that matter is elusive, you know, in the same way kind of thing. And um, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Philip Goff. I don't know. Somebody was talking about. That fucking idiot. Somebody was talking. Somebody was talking about the sun. And trying to define what the sun is, and this is this is what they do in, in physics when they try to talk about defining what something is, and all they're doing is saying what it does. Yeah, and that's kind of the question I want to get to is: is that good enough? Is describing what something does the same as what it is? No. And here here's the yeah you want to say no you would definitely want to say no but here's here's the um, uh, the example that comes up. Uh, it's this is about boundaries, and we may have done this before, but it's like the sun. What is it? Well, the sun is something that produces heat and light, so that's what it does. So it's, that's not saying that's what the sun is exactly, but you're saying what it does, and that's trying to explain what it is. Uh, what you know, what it is 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 you know hydrogen turning into helium and and letting off all that heat and light, and we're still just talking about what it does. We're talking about the movement of atoms and stuff, and you know. And describing what they do, not what they are, what they do. So the, the light and the heat come out of the sun. And at some point, you, the question is, at what point does the heat and light cease to be the sun? Is it once it gets a certain distance away from the sun? Is it when Never. it, <laughs> is it, when it, when it gets absorbed and reflected in my eyes or absorbed by my skin? Is it when the plant turns it into photosynthesis and, and cr- creates a new branch is it when i eat that branch and shit it out at what point does it stop being the sun it was never the sun Mm. fuck you dude (laughs) you want to get trippy with me bro it was never the sun oh there is no spoon 
I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. But I get you. Yeah. Yes, no, the I idea is like boundaries are very difficult to draw. You can we all think that they're easy and clear, but that example shows you it's not clear at all. Yeah. And I think that's a hippy dippy thing. I think it goes back to the oneness of 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 being, you know? Yep. Um and so Oh, you know what? It was it was in David Chalmers' book that I've been reading. That's where this example came from. Not Philip Goff. Not you, Philip Goff. Suck it, Philip. The guy that taught you everything you know, uh, David Chalmers. Um, David talks about water. And he said, when you try to define something like what water is, scientists think that they know what water is. Yeah. And they don't. Hydrogen and oxygen. Yeah, he's like, there's a functional and a structural you know, this is he's a philosopher, so he breaks it down like that. The fun, the structural is the H two O. It's what it's made of. The, the the functional is what it does, how it interacts, what it does. You know, so what is water? Is it H two O? Is it uh, a liquidy substance that exists on Earth and that we can drink? Is it is it an environment for aquatic beings? It is a, is it a dissolver of? I see where you're going. I I guess when you initially stated this, I was thinking. That if somebody is trying to define the sun, that they're going to be like, yeah, it's helium and hydrogen. Uh, and just like listing off the parts that it's made out of. Mm. And I don't think that is sufficient to explain what something is. doesn't seem to be. But now when you explain it the way you are, yeah, I think that all of that, the, the pieces and parts that make it up, and then the like purpose, which is, I mean, like uh, maybe a little bit of a leap, um, but... Maybe not like a huge one either, you know? So so David Chalmers calls that intention. He says that things have intention, which is a weirdly hippy-dippy thing to say. Um, and it's also relational. It's like we were talking about before. If water is partly the environment for aquatic beings, it's only that if there are aquatic beings. It's a relationship between water, what it is, and the other things that are existing within it. You know, it just still doesn't tell me what water is, only what it does, mm. you know, or what it can do. And then I ask myself, what's a human being? And if you can describe to me what I'm made of and what I do, is that is that what a human being is? Or is there something missing? You know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if I could describe everything about you, mm -hmm. you know, everything it's down to the detail yeah um i would be describing you down to the detail uh but like you what does that say about human beings whatever the fuck that means you know when you like when you break apart a person like that you, know, you think about like your gut flora and the fact that if you didn't have that you'd be dead yeah um every everyone is so like amazingly different uh, but maybe it's maybe it's not though. I don't well, know. Even if we limit the conversation to just me and not talk about human beings, if you know every everything about every atom in my body and about how my mind works and how all the mechanisms and all, if you know what I do and why and all of it, is that explaining what I am, or is it explaining what I do? You know. And I, th I don't know. I'm not convinced that it, that that explains what I am. What does that mean, what I am? It's a great goddamn question, like, man. I mean, you say what I am, you're a human being. I mean, you know, I don't... Yeah. And and then you just say what is a human being, which is, you know, where we originally came to yep. this from. Um, yeah, I don't know. You're right. I mean, just defining things, it's it's like nearly impossible. So 
I, I don't know where you go, but it reminds me of like philosophers like Hegel, who talks about being, or these pre-Socratic philosophers that I talked about a lot early in the podcast. Um, all that crazy hippy dippy stuff that like people said, like uh, Empedocles and Democritus and some of those people. Um, if, if I tr- if I tried to, even if I don't use something as complex as me, if I'm just talking about you know something as simple as I can imagine, like a an atom of helium or something, what it is. Is not is not the same thing as what it does. That's very clear. It's like it interacts with other atoms. Its electrons, you know, uh, exist in a certain way. It's it's you know, it's got a nucleus made of these things. That's not what it is. It's like what it is is always elusive. I can't ever say what it is. Um, if I could, I don't. It's like what it is is being, and that's the same thing for everything. And the difference between an atom and me is is easy to describe and impossible to describe. Yeah, it's, it reminds me of that, like, measuring, uh, you know, the particle and the wave. Mm. Um, just depending on how you look at it, like, you're this collection of, you know, atoms, you know, particles that make up you, or you're this thing that does these things, you know? Um, it this, just kind of depends that, on that, how you're looking that's at it. it, man. We are this thing that does these things. That's as, that's as best as you can do, man. Yeah. What does that mean? This thing, what does that mean? It, you know? Yeah, I have no idea. It's, it's, it's Hegelian being. It's fucking not, it's impossible to understand. Makes you, it makes me wonder, like, is one more important than the other? Great goddamn question, Kyle. The, is the atoms that are stacked up to make, you know, this fucking microphone more important than the function of the microphone transmitting the, the sound I would I would say so yeah I would say so the b- atoms are more important yeah yeah I would say that man I don't even know where to take this I, it's like the way Jordan Peterson talks about um, I talked about that description he gives of the uh, the paintings called haystacks by Monet it's like there's an infinite number of complexity and beauty and everything even the simplest of things and if you if you could only if you could only encounter it and, and recognize it and be in awe of its existence, like the way you feel if you're in a DMT experience, in awe of, of existence, that every single thing, even the atoms that make up this microphone, are infinitely more than you can imagine and infinitely more complicated than the technology that this microphone is, you know? Yeah, Something that's like true. That. I don't know. I had to think about it more. All right, let's call Matt again. All right. It's been a couple hours. Maybe he's up now. What do you think? I don't know what time is it. 11.30. Maybe. We called him two hours ago. All right. Matthew. Oh, boy, I got way too many Matthews in here. (laughs) There he is. I wonder if he's had his breakfast cereal yet. Come on, buddy. I texted him last night. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Well, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to push it. Okay. Well, he'll listen to this and he'll see the disappointment in my voice. Um, 
So what do you what do you what do you have in store for the future of the podcast? What do you think you want to do that you, we haven't done, or what do you want to do more of, or what do you want to avoid? Um, I want to avoid people burping into the microphone. Yep. Like if we could in season two, if we could have a statistically significant reduction in the amount of on mic burps, yep. I think that will be a success. Um, I'm not even. I'm not ruling them all out, you know, but less. I have a. I have an idea. I like to have. I like to have my brother on more. Yeah, yeah. I would like to have your brother on more too. Because I think the three people thing is good. Yeah, me too. I think that I, I liked when Jess was down here. Yeah, me too. Um, Josh, I, has, Josh has always been saying Jess should be down here. Yeah. 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 He's he's he tells me that all the time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anytime we can get her down here, I'm a fan. I thought that was fun. Uh, I like that, you know, I mean, obviously, I like talking about the stuff that we talk about because we talk about it all the time. Um, but um, I would also like to, like, joke around more. I think that that's fun. I think it it's is fun. funnier to listen to. Um, so I think finding somebody who can, like, joke around and also, like, talk about the stuff that we talk about would be good. So that, that's what Josh thinks that Jess brings to the table. Yeah, it's comic relief and making fun of us and stuff, which she's she's good at that. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Like like when we had Sam on, um, that's another guy who, by the way, politically very different from us. Um, but he's also like one of my one of my more interesting friends to have as a friend for that reason. And you know we don't have like animosity over it because we're fucking adults, you know. Yeah. Uh, but having someone like that on, you know, because when he came on and we were like, you know, drinking and having a good time, and it was like it was obviously it wasn't a morning show, but if we could fit in some of those later shows, maybe after the kids go down or something, and we could have one where we're like, you know, unwinding and really, you know, having a good time, I think there's some there's some uh, sure. merit in that, you know. I talked about uh, early on about having my one friend Joe on. I bet you Joe would be good too. I bet you and Joe would get along. Well, he's a funny guy too. Yeah, good. Um, so, although I haven't talked to Joe in a while, so we'll see. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll do some new things. Yeah, I want to have I want to have more guests on for sure. Um, would like to figure out a way to record at my house. Uh, I feel like my solo stuff would be in you know coming out more if I uh, could do it at my house. Um, do you have a uh, desktop at home? Laptop. Shit. Well, you could probably still do it with a laptop. All I have is a Chromebook, so. Yeah, probably not, then. Yeah. Oh, boy. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I mean, I don't need, I mean, I would like it to be okay quality, but, I mean, it's not like it needs to be the best quality either, so I'm sure I can figure something out. Just got to get you one of these mixers, man. Yeah, just a $600 mixer. You can record on it. You don't even need a computer. Just put a little. Yeah, you just put a little. uh, SD card. SD card, yep. Yep. All right. All right. So I do have. I do have uh, just a ton more like stuff that I've been doing that I that I want to be able to continue to, to do. I'm gonna so if if you like the Chris Solo episodes, strap in for season no, two. You got more content <laughs> coming your way. You got more of that coming. But I do like the contrast between those episodes and ones like today where we just have fun. What do you want to do? Like I said, I want to I want to have Josh on more. Yeah. Um, I want to. Uh, I want to have more more people. I, I'm, I'm going to I, I'm going to make a promise for episode two to everybody, so I can hold myself accountable. I'm going to be reaching out to some academics uh, over the interwebs and see if I can get people to come on that will talk to me in particular about uh, the stuff that I toss around physics related. 
Yeah. Like, I, I, I want to understand more yeah. about what light is. I want to understand more about why the speed of light is a boundary for, for, for physical reality. I want someone who will go hippy-dippy with me about collapsing the wave function and what that means about consciousness's role in being. I want people that will that are smart enough to tell me I'm an idiot and why, but open-minded enough to have those conversations with me because I think that I would learn so much and so would everybody else. So I want to do that, and I might even do that with some historians. Fucking A, that'd be cool. Philosophers, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, because... You know, we dabble in that, but it'd be nice to have an expert on. Fucking hey, man. So, Not just fake news over here. So I'm going to try that. That's cool. that's what I want to do. That be that sounds great. <laughs> All right, bud. Anything else? Uh, is there anything else? You got anything else? Uh, nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you for staying with us for a year of the Two Tongues podcast. Looking forward to year two. I'm going to try to change the uh, image, the podcast image, so you'll be able to tell the difference between season one and two based on the image. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Keeping things, I don't know, current. Keeping things current. (laughs) All All right. Goodbye, you guys. Well, there you have it. That's one avenue explored, but infinitely more still to go. I hope you enjoyed thinking along with us. I know, I know. It's not easy work thinking it's hard and full of uncertainties but i'm grateful for the company as we trek through this together here's to hoping that the juice is worth the squeeze see what i did there let's find out together in the next episode